done on Zephyr Swap. Sounds kind of interesting. Um, actually curious what the protocol for that's going to be. Is this going to be like a Thorchain fork? Um, how is it going to incorporate um, like a privacy dex? How decentralized is it? Like what is the actual strategy? It would be interesting to hear something about soon. Um, I thought it would be like it'd be cool to use a system that's already been sort of battle tested to an extent. Um, it seems like probably Thorchain and its various like um, like friendly forks, Maya protocol, and others seem like they're going the right direction. I've had heard some complaints from Thorchain people that the yield for providing um, liquidity is kind of so-so and um that might be a source of like issues for possible growth for thorchain theoretically but i think people are making pretty good yield there uh, it's not too bad apparently so um anyway but like when it comes to privacy question is how do we build a dex that cannot be turned off um and it's truly a dex not just some sort of bridge of some kind which uh, would be like centralized on a few servers and whatnot. Another thing I'm not really sure of is, you know, I was looking at um, all of this activity with Chainlink CCIP and wasn't sure if it was possible within the proof of work framework of Zephyr protocol to actually add CCIP as a possible um, communication protocol. Why? Because then you could just basically um, use the liquidity layer that's being built within CCIP and potentially be able to s swap from things on Arbitrum or Optimism or whatever uh, to Zeph, especially because there's um, Circle USDC enabled now on CCIP, which just came out this last week. So really, a person would be able to go from like um in theory would be able to go from coinbase to their metamask wallet metamask wallet to um like whatever ccip protocol based dap it would be basically just a quick like conversion engine and you'd be able to swap um from anything to anything that's ccip integrated which is pretty cool so i don't know if it's just like you just have to provide liquidity in the form of zephyr to i don't know some sort of chain link node system i don't even know how the fuck it works i just know that like um like ccip to me looks like it's likely to be a winning standard so far as um cross-chain protocols is concerned um cosmos ibc is also interesting but 
probably not going to be as big um, in that Chainlink has like a much, much broader reach and is connecting a lot more serious banking infrastructure. Um, and so people will be able to like quickly move between different chains and things. Um, just some of the research I've been kind of pulling together. It looks like so far, um, you know, like adoption wise, it seems to be the most um, interesting protocol that people are adopting. Um, so far, it's like Arbitrum, Optimism, GMX, Synthetics, um, and a variety of other things. So, um, and you can get Oracle feeds from it too, which might be relevant to Zephyr as well. So it's like you get maybe everything in one package, um, whatever that costs in terms of um, fees and whatnot. I'm not sure like how it works, but apparently CCIP allows you to do, use like Chainlink Universal Gas Token. So what would happen is your Zephyr would then convert to Link in the background and pay for whatever node networks is necessary. Um, so there's like a whole scheme that abstracts away the need for like Link tokens and this and that. And you would just use your protocol as normal. And then that might be a great way. So I think what will happen in the future, there'll be wallets that are just simply CCIP enabled. And um, like you'll get to a point where you'll push a button. You're like, I want to convert USDC to Zephyr or whatever you want to convert to within that ecosystem. And the end user doesn't actually even use a DEX really. is like not, you know, like it's abstracted away completely. The end user has no noticeable, um, you know, interaction with contracts and whatnot um like sergey navrop talks about this a bit in some of those youtube videos i posted today that um he did some stuff with bankless he did some with Chainlink and whatever and um you know, he's talking about how they're connecting swift banking system they've already incorporated the swift like language into the system so it's pretty much like uh nothing major is running off of swift yet but um i think like the language has been ported, ported and um, CCIP connectivity has been sort of in experimental phase with them and apparently working as far as like, as far as I can tell from watching these videos. Um, and then um, the other thing that was going on is they had connected to DTCC, which is this like stock clearinghouse thing. So when you combine those two things, that's like some of the biggest um, financial networks in the world. And like the way it's described as well, eventually you'd be at your bank. And you'd be like, I want to buy Apple stock. And then you just like click, you know, <laughs> buy three shares of Apple stock and it shows up in your bank account. So like all of the brokerages and all the other shit in the background could theoretically be abstracted away. Um, and not specifically for stocks, because that's a whole nother, like, that's not how they're going to do that. But you get the point, like you, you push a button and you're now in a yield protocol of some kind um, on blockchain. And the end user who's using a bank or whatever does not even notice this. Um, so it looks like CCIP might be the choice. I just don't know like how well that can be incorporated one into a privacy network. And I don't know how well it can be incorporated into um, proof of work networks, um, especially those that are not sort of like natively smart contract enabled. And I don't have someone have to correct me, but I'm not aware if like Zephyr protocol is actually smart contract enabled or not um, in terms of like, like, you know, does it have properties of, say, for example, Ethereum Classic or something where you can run smart contracts? Anyway, but if you can, um, then it makes it feasible to um, incorporate um, 
like these type of protocols in his effort, perhaps. And I think it might be the most straightforward way to create um, a, a DEX. Like basically you're, you're dealing with kind of like, do you want to have to build an entire DEX or does it make sense just to be able like, I think the average user just wants to be able to get to Zephyr from somewhere, like exactly how they get there. They probably don't care largely. <laughs> and um, if uh, CCIP solves the problem, problem of liquidity issues, meaning someone having to provide the opposite token, like USDC or Tether or whatever as a pair, um, if there's like concentrated liquidity out there and um, Zephyr can be connected via CCIP, then now you don't have to worry about finding the funding for that shit or sales effort to like you know provide this uh liquidity um and there could be some interesting like outcomes of that um where i think that's what the magic of ccip is going to be for chainlink is going to be that liquidity fragmentation has been a big problem in crypto and every single dex has their own liquidity pool which they're trying to extract value from and there's mev issues and all sorts of other bullshit and um like modern amm dex infrastructure is kind of like interesting but probably not the end game for um for the crypto space and um like the future is probably going to be some sort of universal token in the center like a chain link or whatever and it, it you get these kind of gigantic liquidity pools and so long as you're willing to sort of like travel through that and not try to extract any value on the deck side probably a company like chainlink will make the money as the kind of dex exchange layer information processing layer and then like you know every other token can focus on whatever it is that they normally do so i'm not so sure like how long lasting the dex business is going to be how long lasting is the um, LP provision concept going to work out? Um, and, uh, you know, like, I, I think like uh, ultimately the CCIP based strategies um, could be a, could be something to certainly look into. Um, the other one would be like Cosmos IBC, uh, another blockchain um, sort of token transfer protocol or information transfer protocol. And then you'd be able to connect to anything cosmos associated but then that kind of locks you in a little bit um i was looking at um all the ccip integrations on the Chainlink site and what i discovered is that sommelier which is zucky's um zucky Mannion's um project um he's one of the like lead devs in history of cosmos um his project sommelier um was interesting in that um, it's basically doing like trading strategies and shit with Ethereum and whatnot, but it's a Cosmos based chain. Um, what's interesting about that is that they incorporated CCIP. Um, I, I'm assuming they have IBC channel open also just to transfer SOM tokens to like Osmosis, but, um, they don't, um, you know, which is basically like, um, cross chain, you know, like transfer uh, to the DEX because you, there's no DEX on Sommelier. Um, and, you know, they have a system now to be able to bring in, um, you know, Ethereum or whatever it is using CCIP and it's a Cosmos chain, for example. So um, if a Cosmos chain is relying on CCIP while they have their own IBC protocol, the reality here is that like for Ethereum-based chains, many of them, don't have any real serious competitive advantage to adding 
um, IBC to their projects to bring Cosmos liquidity to Ethereum. If anything, like a lot of Ethereum, I'm sorry, Cosmos chains tend to do some various Ethereum parallelization layers in order to bring Ethereum liquidity, which is much higher, into Cosmos. So these things tend to be sort of like unilateral flow to some extent. Um, but CCIP changes all that, right? Because it basically creates a layer that's not Ethereum, that's not Cosmos, that's not any other layer one. And then um, it's like a third party layer where you can bring in um, one coin and take out another. And no one is disincentivized to using it. It's almost like, imagine a, uh, a DVD player. Like, why would you have like an, a Blu-ray player and a DVD player or whatever all use a different cable in the back, right? Like HDMI is kind of like a transmission standard. And for the interest of the entire industry, people have just adopted HDMI for all of its flaws um, and benefits. They've adopted it because like, you know, consumers don't want six different connectors. They don't want six cables. They don't want to convert between one cable and the other. They don't want to worry when they go buy a disc or some shit um, or device that it's not going to connect to their TV, right? So the, the, the interoperability standard, usually what happens in the tech industry historically is somebody wins. Um, you saw this with like VGA, um, you know, connectors for monitors and um, graphics cards. You saw this with uh, eventually with, um, well, you saw, you saw dozens of different um, display adapters, display port and Firewire and HDMI or whatever. People kept on coming up with different solutions eventually like uh, these things reach a plateau where like something wins like right now for example i have my mac connected with a usb c connector to its monitor and it's running thunderbolt through that with like um fairly extreme speeds but even then it's like it has to be a specialized thunderbolt usb connection usb c connection it can't be just any usb c connection so it's again gets specialized and then me as a consumer you get confused because you're like wait a minute like Oh wait, the Mac monitor doesn't actually have. I've, I was kind of dumbfounded after later when I tried to hook up a PlayStation to my monitor on my Mac that in fact, like there was not a actual, um, like there was not a connector uh, with HDMI for a simple PlayStation on a Mac, you know, computer. So these kinds of consumer confusion issues are um, are losers in terms of long term adoption. And Grandma is not going to figure out your fucking MetaMask wallet or your you know, the, the, this wallet or that wallet. So I think what happens eventually is if you connect CCIP um, to something like Zephyr, which could be interesting, is that you could spread ZSD quicker, probably spread um, Zephyr around quicker. And um, you, I, I think, uh, wind up with a system where ultimately like a wallet would not have to be necessarily a Zephyr wallet. Um, you could be using some sort of CCIP wallet um, to move things around and then when you want privacy again yeah you'd probably have to move that zephyr token over to an actual zephyr wallet as opposed to some some public wallet but you know there's a like within ccip you're going to be public your represent zsd or zephyr representation within ccip will be public so someone will know you bought it but at the same time once you go to the zephyr wallet of course it's fully private again and um you know people could use that as a privacy layer essentially to port things from um, public to private and, and back and forth again. So for example, let's say you're in Cosmos and you have, um, I don't know, you're earning yield on Atom tokens and you need, to pay your, you need to pay your employees or some shit. Then what you would do is basically use your CCIP enabled wallet that has theoretically Atom in it and ZS, Zephyr representation in it. And then what you do is you just like pay your five employees using Zephyr 
Um, and you would do this like, um, you know, like you'd use your atom yield, but you'd convert it to Zephyr to pay or something like that. So anyway, just some ideas. I think like um, if uh, so passing on um, like some of these uh, uh, CCIP connectivity type of concepts to the team and everything, looking at that, I think is worthwhile. Anyway, hey, Bruce, how are you? Jugga. I'm, uh, I'm just showering. Oh, hey. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm just trying to pass on this idea of like connecting Zephyr protocols somehow to CCIP, which then solves the like DEX problem. Like then you can transfer your money from um, anything to anything pretty much, which is pretty cool. Anyway, just doing a lot of research on what CCIP can do and shit lately. Super interesting. Yeah, you've been uh, you've been pretty bullish on it. I think every space I've joined in, you've uh, you've advocated for CCIP, but that could just be because you're so bullish on your link wallet that you just uh, <laughs> you're trying to shell uh, chain link. Well, I, I I bought it after. Um, so actually, I was looking back at the price history of Link, like um, like around October, early October, like it started pumping. Right, I just noticed that like one of the reasons why it probably took off right around there is because the Bankless episode with Sergey Navrov was right around that time. I think that kind of helped the pump. Um, and then like, yeah, I got in a seven. My average now is about 12. But no, I got a bigger bag after sort of reviewing what CCIP does and doesn't do. Like, you know how these things go. It's like, you can't be bothered to research these fucking things unless you have either a sizable bag or you do the research and then get a sizable bag. One of the two, right? Like you're either, you're either researching to cope uh, with your bag or you're researching to decide whether to buy more. Or to buy. Yeah, you're not going to do it because you're bored and going, let me see what these crypto coins do today. Like, yeah, yeah, there's, also, there's also kind of like, um, who's the competition? Like, what are the technological things that uh, prevent various protocols from becoming big? Because another bag I have a fairly large amount of is Atom. And like, you know, CCIP is fundamentally a competitor to IBC. And so therefore, I have to sort of like look and say, wait a minute, is my Atom bag going to be hobbled by the fact that the CCIP is going to connect everything. Why in the fuck would anyone want to use IBC? This is the same thing as you with XRP. Like you have to sort of sit and go, wait a minute, like all of these things, everyone's not going to be a winner. Usually what happens with these protocol is, especially in finance, there's one winner and everyone else dies. So then the question is like, okay, you know, what are the incentives to incorporate out of, you know, Cosmos IBC? What are the what are the incentives to incorporate an XRP, a link or whoever? And then where are they in their various stages of the production of their platforms and, you know, whatever. And everyone talks a good game. So everyone's website's yeah. good. Everyone's YouTube shit is good. Like everyone's game sounds good. And then, um, and, and there's a certain amount of like randomness and luck involved because you don't know who's going to get adopted by what. And so with tech, there's just a big graveyard of shit that's existed in the past that disappears. Um, and um so anyway but yeah like looking at this more deeply um i was just sort of investigating who incorporated yeah. ccip why did they do it what type of platforms are they um and does it make sense for them to incorporate it like a gmx or a or a synthetics or people like this and then you realize okay well that's it makes sense that they're incorporating some of these things because um, nobody else actually provides um, either the level of security, nor do they provide the the Oracle network within the system. So, um, really, it's like um, at this point, um, you know, sort of Zephyr is in a league of its own. It's in a league of its own because 
um, it has like the ZSD stable dollar combined uh, within the same ecosystem with a um, with a Monero like privacy coin. Um, and so it's like being basically like an upgrade to Monero. And then, um, you know, there's not really anything quite exactly like it uh, in terms of com competition. And that's kind of a nice thing. I like to find things that are like relative monopolies, like, you know, where, where, um, you know, it's not like you don't like six, you almost have six other things that are the exact same thing. Um, and I think like both um, Chainlink and Zephyr both have unique, um, like very highly unique features that make them um, interesting value propositions. And, I, and then like how to connect the two together could be really, really interesting as well just because of the way um, CCIP cross-chain works. Um, it could be very, very useful in the sense that you can swap between private and non-private whenever you want. Um, could I just have an opinion on this? Mm -hmm. is, that, is that all right? Yep. I think CCIP is a great idea if you think crypto is going to stay the way it is now. Now, hear me out before you, like, you, know, mm -hmm. you go, fuck you, this is my chain link. Let's be realistic. When regulations come in, we're going to lose the majority of crypto coins out there. It I doesn't don't matter think if so. got I think you're wrong. Regulations I, I think, are already here, and that hasn't happened. You're, you're just no, regu regulations around, and it's being pushed through. It's I'm gonna, not finalized. I'm going to counter that. You're you're 100 wrong, and you have no idea what you're talking about. Like there, it's European Union, to stop crypto. It's impossible. No, no, to stop it. I, I, no, no, no. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not saying that crypto will stop. I'm saying you will not be able to offboard most of these cryptos to fiat, which would make them. Pretty much useless. As you said, you're doing chain link research because of you know, the money that's going to come from it. You're not doing it for fun. And yeah, all right, it'd be nice if the entire world turned around and goes. But that's what, what, you, that's what you missed. Like CCIP makes it impossible to stop the, the ecosystems. That's the entire point. So yes, off, onboarding, offboarding become uh, like much, much easier now than they were before. That was the entire yeah. point. So, so, so point that's why you need stuff like that because then you don't have to worry about fiat onboard off-ramping with DEXs and, and sexes anymore. So yes. CCIP obviously eliminates the need for centralized exchanges and DEXs. Okay. Where do you store your money? In a bank. In a bank. And t say your bank turns around and goes, we don't approve of this transaction. What do you do? Which transaction? It doesn't matter. Any transaction coming from anything that could be presumed an, an unauthorized crypto source. What, yeah, what do you do? But that's that's the whole point. Like Swift, the banking system is connecting to CCIP. There is no such thing as authorizing anything at that point. But they can always turn around and add regulations to go. No, we can. Well, actually, that that's a lie because otherwise, no. My so bank someone can always point a weapon towards you to 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 use violence as a risk of like you know putting you in jail to do things. But here's the thing: like they've been there's been laws trying to prevent BitTorrent for I don't know like. 20 years now, like whatever, however BitTorrent came out, like, and um, uh, it still exists and no one's been able to stop it. So the reality is like, there is what you think the regulators can do and what they can actually do are two very different things. There's I, I not think an infinite, there are not, there's not an infinite um, amount of like regulatory resources to go after every rando that, that plays in crypto. Just no, no, you're right. So but... the, the government has already given up, by the way. Yeah. I, I mean, up. maybe the U S government already failed. Maybe the U.S. government, but I can't even use Astroport in the U.K. because it's blocked. That's DeFi. Astroport uh, wanted to block it because they don't want to, but you just simply VPN in and you're in. 
Like, yeah, yeah, no, true, true from another country, but that that's my point. It, they don't want the legal pressure that comes from it. If the governments have given up, why would Astroport turn around and go, well, we're just going to block it and not make a risk? It, uh, as much as what you're saying is true when it comes to, you know... But you, but you missed the point. Block, like, you, you can get around all blockages easily. So, like, who cares? For now. No, no, for, for now. Until someone does go after Astroport. I, I, I think the, the, the confusing, or the confusion here is, yes... BitTorrent's a great example because they keep spinning up new URLs, but you're not fucking with money there. This is the one thing that corrupts politicians, and let's be honest, the majority Listen, of politicians are corrupt. Listen, let me tell you something. Like, you money. know how much progress has been made in um, child traffic and child pornography? Practically none. Because it's not anything to do with the banks. Practically none. It's nothing to do with money or the banks. There's no, there's no, the, other than morality, there's no incentive for these corrupt politicians to really get involved. No, Half like, of them are fucking I, I think involved you don't in it. How government works? Like you're in fantasy land as far as what they're capable of doing. Like they're they're not capable of doing very much. Like well, they haven't I, been for. I've been around this for forty years, right? Like they haven't been able to do anything. That's that, that's one government in the U.S. In the UK, maybe it's a bit different. I don't know. I don't they're, care they're if MI6 clear. or whoever the fuck you are. Like, the bottom line is nobody's <laughs> been able to control this. Not the CIA, not NSA, not MI6, not nobody. Like, even the most, like, deep clandestine organizations haven't been able to solve for cryptography-related concerns. I guess what we'll do then is we'll make a one-zephyr bet on it. In the next four years, I reckon crypto is going to be under such scrutiny that it's going to be very, very, very difficult for meme coins and things like that to launch. You got, I'm going to go? say the opposite. You can have infinite okay. numbers of meme coins. One, one Zephyr bet. That's it. It's, it's sure. a nice bet. I'll hold on to one Zephyr permanently just in case. You, you I think that I can't spin up a meme coin in five seconds. So, say you again. Can literally go onto a token factory and make a meme coin. Like, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm saying regulatory approaches will make it very, very, very difficult for things like meme coins to be able to onboard, offboard, even with CCIP. To, to no, make you're wrong. Come. You just don't know how crypto works, man. You're no, 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 that's why it's you're a bet. You're making shit up now. Second, you want to stop while you're ahead? Like you it's don't a bet. What talking about, dude. It's a bet. It's a bet. Yeah, there's one's no up a bet. bet. Like it's technically you've already lost. Like there's not a possible scenario where you can stop meme coins. Like this is nonsense. I didn't that just say like meme coins. If you turn off the internet, yeah. I didn't say meme coins. I said onboard, offboarding of fiat in an easy way. No, even with stuff like CIPs, like absolutely fungible already now. Like there's almost no way to stop it. I, then take the bet. It's. it's I'm, I'm just saying. I did from take my, the bet, my, but you've already lost. There's no. You don't have to wait four years. You've already lost now. <laughs> it's like well, a stupid well, discussion. It's like saying like. Well, like, you know, they'll turn off the sun in four years. I, like, that's a stupid bet. That's a You're talking nonsense now. You're just, like, you're just in fantasy land. Yep. Like, I, I just, about? I personally <laughs> believe because money's involved, there will be a, it'd be a lot harsher than anything you've seen. Now, I could be wrong. I'm not saying I'm infallible. I'm not saying I'm 100% Dude, people right. I'm start just... out coins right now by like, they, they basically do OTC things over Discord. That's how that's people so like start out. That's how like BTC and whatnot started out was like OTC groups on IRC chat and shit. There is no turning it off. That's fine. And in four years time, we'll see how it all looks. Cause I'm still going to be around. You're still going to be around. And you yes. know, I love you. Dude. For, so four years, there is no technological change that can happen to make implement what you're talking about happen. What, what technology would have to occur for this to be a, a factor? So for AI, example, if I'm going to use my dollars. As it progresses, AI could potentially come into effect where it's learning everything it needs to learn to block and to take ownership and control of everything. Like the, there's a reason why AI is infinitely more intelligent than obviously humans. 
and yeah, the way but, it's but, going but now, the general public has more access to AI now than the than even the governments do. You have open access LLMs everywhere. So let's just see what so, happens. So what, what my point is, it's like, but you're just making up stories about stuff that have nothing to do with anything. You're betting the I'm not making up stories. I'm the, merely the saying. on ramping and on off ramping and whatnot. Like, there's no like ultimate way to eliminate all of it. There's just. No I way. never said for all crypto. I just said for, for most crypto. Perfect example is you can. The reason why Bitcoin can't be shut down, by the way, you know why, right? Yeah. Due to it, all does the it other matter if there's fiat on ramping or off ramping? Yes or no. Uh, yeah, you're right. Bitcoin. No, it does. It does matter if there's fiat on ramping and off ramping. But why hasn't it been shut down yet in any country? Like any like substance? Like there's no country in the world where if you did if you wanted BTC you couldn't get to it if you wanted it. Why? Yeah, no, very, very true, very true. But I'm more so talking about from exchanging these coins because I'm not saying these coins are going to be banned. Yeah. And BTC is I'm a main saying, point, by the way. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's got no purpose or utility, really. No, it was started with memes and like because I made those memes. Like uh, it, it became what <laughs> it is because of just pump, pumpamentals and whatever. If the network got big enough, and now it is the the it's the largest computer network on the planet. Not only is it not going to stop, it's the largest fucking computer on the planet. No, true, but that does that that, that that's, that's not the point I'm making. I'm not saying crypto can be stopped. You're not. No, you, like, like, crypto is essentially just a fucking JPEG it, 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 in one sense. You just spread it around the internet. You can't get rid of it. You can't, you can't delete yeah. the picture. So I like, can pay uh, Gatekeeper, if he, he, if he accepts like, you know, a thousand sats for, you know, a painting, then I can pay with a thousand sats and there's no stopping it. Like there's no... No, no, true. Individual pizza anyway. can be done. You're right. I, I completely agree with that. I'm not saying that's going to be blocked. I'm talking about if you wanted to say sell, uh, do, do, do a on-spot trade from an official source of a new meme coin that's just come out, uh, you wanted to sell, say, let's just say autism. Say autism, brand new. It's not gone through any sort of regulatory clarity. You want to sell 10,000 autism for a dollar, well, for $1 a coin, blah, blah, blah. Someone's sitting there with a the 10,000 ready to buy it for you. I personally believe in the next four years, it will be under such regulatory scrutiny. Banks will not accept that transaction. There will not be companies around. If autism has not been approved by the majority of regulatory bodies to allow that transaction to occur. But how would they stop it again? You're, you're just making stuff up now. If it's, a pay, if it's P2P, they can't stop it. You're 100% right. But I'm talking about from an official middleman source, like an exchange or like a DEX or anything like that. And I know you're saying CCIP means you don't is require not, a it. A DEX is decentralized. You, you can't control what happens on a DEX. What about... You, no, no. I'm, yeah, all right, so, yeah, all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So you how, have how are to, you going to stop? Like, so simple, simple way. Like, if you can explain to me in four years how you're going to stop this from happening, I'll, 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 you'll win the bet oh, now. Geez. So okay. you have so, you have BTC that's already been uh, regulatorily like approved in the United States. Like, yep. so there is no way you're going to stop like cash flow from going into BTC because it is quite literally like legal in the sense that both this the the commodities exchanges and the SEC have both deemed it a commodity and essentially it's legal. So number one, uh, cash flow is going into BTC. Uh, there's no way to stop Thorchain, for example. So you'll be able to swap from BTC to uh, whatever coins are on Thorchain anytime you want using two separate wallets. That can't be stopped because it's decentralized. Then, um, assuming that like, and then not only that, but there's forks of Thorchain now. So you can basically move your BTC to just about anything, anywhere. And this is why it's like a core liquidity layer. So once you go from there, you can buy anything yep. you want, anywhere you want. And there's nobody stopping anything. 
the gatekeeper you were saying? Go ahead. No, like uh, I just, uh, I think nowadays everyone's just all these bridges. All this, Link is fantastic now. I mean, where are we now? Fantastic. I mean, just bridges are gone. You know, uh, Chuckle Boom's talking about uh, XRP. All this kind of crap. You know, but uh, a, a quick question for Chugga. Are you going on Gladiators this? Uh-huh. Uh, Chugga, are you going to go on Gladiators this year? Uh, Fred, not me. Uh, <laughs> I might. I'm, I'm actually, believe it or not, though, believe it or not, I'm actually going to be practicing for because uh, I do a lot of rock climbing. Man, you can get eight grades and all. But here, yeah. listen, I, no, no, yeah, I've been watching it. Ultimate Ninja Warrior UK. No. Uh, there's a few training things around nearby me, and I'm going to be doing them, and I'm going to see how far I get. And do you know what? If I can get myself to a good fitness standard there. Then I'll probably go on the air program because you know what? Why the fuck not? It looks so exactly. fun. Here, do you know what? Like, I, I, anyway, without without derailing, because nobody gives a fuck about any of that. I, like, sorry, stop sorry, like sorry. derailing the stupid <laughs> shit. <laughs> sorry. Thanks. All right, Nate, you're, <laughs> you're like getting autistic here and just going retard. So, like, when we're talking about crypto, stick with it. Stop fucking around. Um, the audience doesn't care about that shit. So, anyway, like the point is, at this point, um, the reality is that what you're talking about with the way DEXs work and how these systems function is that basically the, um, the whole point of them is that they cannot be controlled and they can't be turned off. And the more decentralized they become, the better off you are. Um, take Zephyr for a perfect example. Um, it would take an act of God, quite literally, to turn off the Zephyr network at this stage. Why? Because with proof of work, like you're going to turn it off how exactly? And so what Chugs is claiming is that the access to fiat on-ramps and such is where the problem's gonna come in. And that's, that's certainly possible. In fact, there's um, quite a few exchanges that have um, cut off, say for example, US customers because of the various like regulatory schemes within that country. That would be things like KuCoin and Gate and Binance and whatever. So you can definitely do this. Now, on the other hand, uh, there have been regulatory things like Elizabeth Warren's recent um, sort of like um thing where she wanted to kind of regulate the idea of um privacy coins things with ring ring signatures all of these kinds of things where they're where you try to make them quote unquote illegal the problem is you can make anything you want illegal but that doesn't mean people are going to stop doing it i've been watching for 40 years people trying to make drugs illegal and um every day i see people dying of them in a hospital um with like no change in fact no improvement whatsoever after 30 years of wars on drugs. You think like, and crypto is like 10x harder to regulate than drugs are. 10x, I would say, if at the least. So it's actually quite difficult to um, take apart decentralized networks. They're not going anywhere. And the globe and the world just simply deals with them now just as a standard of fact. That's all there is. Like they're just, you have to, exi- the same way that you don't regulate the wind, you're not going to regulate like the flow of water, you know, falling from the sky uh, um, on a regular basis. Same story. You're just not going to regulate uh, very much about what's happening here. And then, um, where, like, a bigger problem on the in the hand in the in the issue of like just regulatory is just simple smartphone cryptography. Like, we haven't been able to f- prevent 99% of the crime related to smartphone c- cryptography. What makes anyone think that we're going to be able to do so with crypto? There is just no credible evidence of this in the past computing, right? There's been Trans- no credible, credible evidence of this at all. Transaction hashes, everything's trackable. 
on an open chain. And if it's not trackable, you reject the transaction or exchanges are ordered to hold the funds and not release them to a specific individual. Not exchanges. You, oh, you mean no, but I'm saying yes, is yes, but that's not true of DEXs. True, but DEXs can't do off-ramp. That's, that's the issue, that banks will not accept it from an off-ramp. So right there is where they could easily add regulation to block it. All, all it has to be is if that transaction is not mm-hmm. you know, traceable to regulated coins, and if there is an unregulated coin that's come in through any sort of the transaction hashes, which could, in theory, over the next four years, AI could be trained to you know, react to, then that is where they can block the transaction to off-ramp. And then done. That 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 is how they could block it. Now, whether they will or won't, I don't know. But I'm giving you one example that just comes to mind of how they could easily block it just following the transactions. And obviously, if they if it was people doing it, it wouldn't work because no one's going to sit there going through a hundred different transactions. You'd you'd have to be autistic in, and I don't mean autistic in the fun way. I mean autistic in the way that you only can focus on numbers. Yeah, but how like, they... here's the thing that the number of transactions that can occur through obfuscation through billions in transactions actually exceed the capability of AI as well. For now, sheer numbers. Give, yes. give for now, like give it four years, see where. No, AI there's goes. no for now. It's simply a function of infinity. Like, like you, you basically can create infinite numbers of transactions, and there's not enough infinite compute to do AI AI work. Right. So, like, you will always be in a battle for more compute at that point, and there's just not like. There's no way to sort of like regulate the entirety of the tokenized universe. There's just not. And you're worried about meme coins. I'm not sure why you're worried about meme coins. That's like the least, like nobody in regulatory environments care about meme coins. I'm not worried about it at all. I'm just saying what I think is going to happen for, well, I know it's going to be such a conspiracy tin for that, but for the 1% to retain their 1%. No one in money wants to lose their money. It's a fact. There's a reason why Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, but that's why the 1% are all moving into crypto. For now, yes. There's no for now. That's what's been happening. Like and there's no, they're, there's they're, no they're, trend. They're not moving. They're moving into Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other sort of main coins. They're not moving into meme coins. They're not moving into bonk. They're not moving I into am things the like that. I, I would uh, point uh, out that uh, I'm moving into all of these things, like not bonk okay. specifically, but lots of things. But you're not I, everyone I'm in that one percent of the planet. Like, what, what are you talking about? I'm telling you, yeah. like, what people I know do. Okay. Fair right. Like, so this is not. This yeah. is not like just purely fantasy. I'm just telling you from actual experience. Like I don't know what you're saying. Like no. The the the, the bottom line is the entirety of the digital world, which includes like all of the treasury, which sits on cobalt servers, which is we're talking about like you know all of the things that work in various databases, like um, stocks, stock clearing houses. You're talking about the transfer of money via the Swift messaging system between the you know, 10,000 plus banks that are on that system. Um, All of those systems are exploring basically the next generation of sort of financial technologies. And that uh, pretty much includes folks like, um, basically like Chainlink. And in your case, you think XRP or whatever. The point is that these things are being constantly investigated in terms of strategies to move forward. And so far, no regulatory agency has gone against Chainlink thus far, like not not one that I'm aware of. So that's so not only that, but like the these systems are largely government. Um, so like they're like the DTCC, for example, is a quasi governmental organization in the sense it's not officially government, but it's like so many of the fingers of government go back and forth with figuring out what they're doing with stock clearing on this planet that they might as well be. 
and um, and they're looking at using um, tokenization of assets, right? So, and even the bankers, the Jamin Diamonds of the world, the what's his name, the Larry Finks, um, they run some of the biggest sort of money funds, oh, Fidelity, sorry, gigantic fund, right? All of them are looking at. They're all looking at not only BTC for just their ETF purposes, but they're looking at tokenization of real estate, real world assets, the whole nine yards. They, so everyone's interested in this. Why? Because banks make a fuck ton of money. You're talking about the 1%. Capital velocity um, essentially gives, makes rich people richer. That's as simple as that. Like, You think crypto is going to make poor people richer? I got news for you, everybody here. Like, This is not true. Like what happens when you have these financialization and securitization projects, it by and large indirectly makes wealthy people richer, not the other way around. So the 1% is very much in tune with like all of this um, in, in, in the typical sense. And not only that, but like you look at the type of people building crypto platforms, um, it's sort of like, think about how like the history of medicine in the last hundred years, a lot of smart people were paid a lot of money. Because it's profitable to go into medicine. They made drugs, they made doctors, they made medical schools, they made all of that infrastructure. And so wherever there's money to be made, um, people show up. And, um, and, and crypto and securitization, there's a lot of money to be made. So guess what? People are showing up. And a lot of programmers who'd otherwise go into programming other things have gone into you know, developing crypto-related things or whatever. Now, granted, 99% of the projects out there will fail. Um, you know, most likely, right? Given enough time, 10, 20, 30 years, most of these things will not be here now the same way, like, I don't know, 95% plus of all the tech stuff ever invented. Like most of us are not using Sony Walkmans anymore, for example. Most of us are not on Amiga computers or whatever. Most of these things will disappear over time and they'll just be stepping stones. Um, and maybe Chainlink and whatever isn't the last stepping stone. Maybe there's going to be one after that and one after that, right? But typically, like once a generation um, or twice, you know, every couple of generations or third generation, there's like a, a tech that shows up that becomes a global standard. And once it becomes a global standard, it's hard for it to like become less so. This is why like BTC, for example, so, has such so a high liquidity. The question, what's, what's exactly the point you're trying to make here? Well, no, this is back to you. You missed half the conversation, maybe. But like Chago is basically claiming that like, well, the thing is that um, the the regulatory agencies within four years, his bet with me is that regulatory agencies are going to make it impossible to deploy liquidity to things like meme coins and whatnot. And I'm just pointing out, like, if they could do it, they'd do it now. Well, and it's not an AI problem. That, not, that, not so sure. You know, in the yeah, Euro AIs Euro make it actually infinitely I, easier to make billions I, of meme coins. Give you a simple example. The European Union, right? We have a driving license that's working for all the member states, right, like 27. Mm -hmm. But just since two years, actually, they will send a speeding ticket from France over to Germany and make it pay it, you know. It took them like 15 mm -hmm. years to get that done, you know, so go figure. Yeah, it's, they're very, very slow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it is pretty slow. Um, but um, yeah, anyway, like, the thing is, no, I, th I think this idea that somehow the the regulatory world is about to come and like sort out crypto, they can't sort their fucking shoelaces out. I know these people as far as like who works, people that work in government and like the government moves not only very slow, but most of the people within the government are not incentivized to fix anything. In fact, like to this day, we're, we're talking about like, I've been doing my own taxes for the past 20 plus years. To this day, the tax code is still bullshit. That not only is the tax code bullshit, but on top of that, like the IRS hasn't even put out a software package 
to like make everyone get like the ability to file their taxes online for free yet. Yeah. Think about I that guess. for a second. It's pretty simple, you know, there has to be someone screaming for the need, someone's really pushing for it, otherwise they wouldn't use their Well, their it, has to be it has to be politically viable, but like the IRS is perfectly willing to go after people for auditing and whatnot. But like, why doesn't the IRS have a system that just simply tells you how much taxes you owe? By now, that should be possible, right? I bet China has that. The point is like, these people move quite slow. Um, and so far, like all transactions could have been digitized by now, including all of the receipts you make when you, you, you do expenses at work, um, all of the various like expenses from your utility bills and everything. There should be a way to connect every single one of those things directly to an accounting package. That hasn't be, happened yet. To be so fair, we've, about, actually, like, we've already got that in the UK. So I, I guess maybe that's just the difference. The US is just a bit far behind. What, with wait, these what, do, what do you have? You so can, if we you have, you run a business digitally without having to keep any receipts now? Oh, no, no. What I'm saying is you, you add them all at the end of every month and it works it out for you. It tells you how much tax you have to pay, et cetera. So for example, if I need to pay more tax, I'll know within six months of the year end, this is how much you owe pay and L. Uh, if they owe me tax within six months, I'll get yeah, a letter going. Like, you're, you're missing what I'm saying. Like from a corporate perspective, no, it did, all of those things are not interconnected. Meaning like you, I do my corporate taxes at the end of like now. And like none of the companies that I connect to, whether it's like, I don't know, just the electric bill, for example, should be automatically go into the expense category of your accounting package. And it should automatically um, like register as an expense that you spent that with the IRS. And that way you don't pay income tax on that expense. That is not a thing at this moment. You have to do everything manually. So the digitization of the, the sort of like financial world has been quite slow. And uh, this like, uh, and crypto came along before they even got a chance to sort of, quote unquote, fix the the legacy world. Uh, tokenization of everything, including your electric bill, whatever, actually makes it dramatically easier for the government to, to take care of taxes and corporations to take care of like their accounting and whatnot. So like those that can kind of like build this infrastructure and the only one I'm seeing in the entire space that can do this so far is probably Chainlink. And, that, and what's his name? Uh, Eric Schmidt with Google uh, sort of agrees. It's all the, all the only people sort of working at that scale to sort of like connect the entirety of the financial world with the sort of systems that are necessary to do so. Now, again, like in tech, like a lot of people played a good game and then didn't become the big thing. Like maybe something else shows up and beats them all or whatever. So you never know. It's all, there's always a bit of like speculation when it comes to the future. But um, yeah, there's, there's just a lot happening. And if you look at kind of like, but I, I'm, I'm pretty, not bearish, but like I'm negative upon the regulatory world to solve problems. And the reason is because the regulatory world only can change and modify regulations based on new tech. They cannot basically make tech really illegal. It just never works. Like, you know, like at some level, obviously, bioweapons, you know, being illegal is probably rational. Um, landmines are probably having them illegal is probably rational. Having uh, nuclear like weapons that you and I could shoot each other with is probably rational to the extent that it's regulatable, right? But like once you get to a certain stage, you have certain things that just like defy regulatability, so to speak. Like for example, um, if I were to create a computer network of, you know, let's say a hundred computers, and I were to start up an arbitrary crypto. And among like a hundred drug cartels, all those cartels agree that like that's the coin they're going to 
translate. You know, this was actually played out a little bit in the movie, um, John Wick, if you remember John Wick, you know, those little gold coins. What that is, is like, it's a series of um, understanding that, okay, like, um, you know, you know, a, a flak jacket costs a gold coin or whatever. And you create these sort of like internal networks. So if you try to overregulate, what ends up happening is, is um, the black market networks tend to increase. And the thing is, um, the black markets have actually used to be something like a gold coin, like they show in John Wick, but realistically, right, you don't need that shit anymore. You can represent that in the form of a blockchain and you're done. Don't forget how, how they failed actually regulating software. You remember exactly. They, they haven't, to, they completely to, failed to, to regulate software. After, come after PGP, right? And the guy mm -hmm. printed a fucking book and exported it. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, highly... The high-grade encryption was something that was attempted to be regulated by regulators some time ago. Why did they do this? Because the theory was that, hey, look, criminals are spreading, you know, their secrets over computer networks. Um, terrorists are sending secrets over their over their networks. Um, you had like uh, national organizations communicate each other in secret and clandestine, and like, oh, we can't intercept those transactions. So yeah, the government is way way busier not worrying about what you're doing with your Dogecoin. They're worried about like, you know, um, much, much larger concerns as far as like, I mean, shit, they can't even keep the fucking Houthis from blowing up ships in the uh, Red Sea. <laughs> like, you know, like, like the, the, the extent and power to which like these governments are able to reach has becoming diminished as technology has um, made things dramatically harder. Like you and me could basically commit a crime using our smartphones, using cryptography, on any given day easily like and be completely undetectable today and we're talking about like not even having money involved um so yeah conspiracy like the ability to conspire with people over cryptographic networks is a much broader obvious you remember that there was a from two years ago that actually used the amazon fire stick while he was in custody in his hotel room to yeah exactly something. he used a fire stick yeah exactly <laughs> Like, that's funny. No, but like, I think this, um, there's like, my simple view overall is that the government's ability to sort of like fix and regulate shit is very, very limited. It's way more limited than people sort of like give them credit for. I know like, you know, movies and shit want you to think that like the FBI solves every crime and whatever the fuck else. I see crime happening every day that isn't solved. Right? Like, like what? Like, I see like entire like, you know, like, you know, like in my region or in any region in America today, tell me where they have gotten rid of all the meth labs. They haven't been able to get, been able to get rid of meth labs. Forget about crypto. That's like, and then Chug's only point was really that like, okay, fiat on-ramping and off-ramping is going to be made more limited and slow down adoption. But even that shit hasn't solved the problem of getting rid of physical drugs. We're talking about like actual meth labs and stuff and whatever haven't been gotten rid of. And now we're talking about like somehow get rid of DEXs and stuff. It's just, it's just not going to happen. I think like, just incre increasing technology makes it much harder for governments to exert any any power. You know, like 200 years ago, you had a bridge over whatever the Thames River, right? And you had a toll booth there and every motherfucker had to pay their tolls. And they crossed the bridge and and, mm -hmm. it's simple, right? <laughs> and today it's like there's a thousand bridges over that same bloody river. And, yeah. <laughs> and to Chuck's point, though, like the use of fiat is all about the ability to exert violence, right? Like you have to be able to put someone in jail if they do something they're they're supposed to do or not supposed to do with their fiat. That's the entire thing. It's like the threat of violence and how and fiat go hand in hand. Everybody knows this, and um, it's 
yeah, like at some level, if um, the your country believes that like one technology or the other is causing too much chaos and too much problems, then you could make the argument that you would sort of consider um, like banning it or whatever it is, right? But like, here's the thing: like, if you look at computational networks today, I mean, all sorts of garbage is spread on Twitter and Facebook and TikTok and what the fuck else, and people like are getting brainwashed into being complete freaks, but that doesn't, even that hasn't been sort of regulatable in any kind of meaningful sense. Um, like China attempts to do this to some, at some level or the other, but then that creates different side effects um, that they probably don't even realize yet. That, that's going to be, so lack of freedom of speech creates one set of problems. Total freedom of speech creates a different set of problems, but like cryptographic information systems, whether it's crypto or your meme coin or your Zephyr tokens, whatever they are, this is basically just information exchange on a computer network. Um, it's just cryptographic truth you're basically spreading around is really all that's really happening. And the reality is that like you can't really get rid of crypto without getting rid of computers. And we don't, we're not going to live in a world where humanity is going to try to get rid of computers. It's just not likely. Because even if you took all of the aggregate crime on the planet, um, including all the major world wars, like if you say, well, whatever, World War One and Two you know, whatever people died. Um, you take like all the crime that's ever happened on this planet, you take all of that together. It's not even close to the amount of new people that were born as a result of the, the emergent technologies, such as like, um, petrochemical based, uh, like, and, um, sort of agricultural inputs that Petro Agra has created or that the fiat monetary system has created. So the reality is like, like, you know, nobody wants crime and nobody wants terrorism and nobody wants like wars and bad things to happen. But, but the, the velocity of money has resulted in a gigantic, gigantic scientific growth period that the human race has never witnessed before. And nobody's putting that fucking genie back in the bottle. I don't care how many terrorists, pedophiles, I don't care how many like warlords, I don't care if we have to have another World War II, three or four. The reality is we are not putting that tech genie back in the bottle. Um, for, you know, unless there is like, unless there is a meteor strike on this planet or a gigantic, you know, giga X class solar flare that knocks all our shit out, you know, you know what, <laughs> what I get very often is when people are like, um, when, we, when you talk about AI and the possibilities and they're like, and I think this happened like 20, 30 years back when robotics came first into place, right? Everyone's like, yeah, what, what, what jobs will people do in the future? You know, and, and. And kind of these kind of questions and it's 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 not just i mean it's if it's a young person or if it's a, a child asking you the question i would say it's okay because they just don't know any better and explain it to them but they're grown-ups that are asking these questions like oh yeah it's very bad for the workforce you know what what you would do what you're going to do with all these unemployed people well hell we'll figure it out on the way right and um it's it's like machines always help us to better our lifestyle right I mean, probably. yeah, with, with tech, we have like, this is the tech is the reason we have like 6 billion, whatever, plus, you know, I don't know how many, we at 10 billion now, whatever our population number is now, like yeah, it's entirely made possible by tech. Drink or get too fed, you, you can decently get to way over 80 years old, right? I mean, yeah. that's, not, that's nothing Science, that's very common 100 years ago. <laughs> yeah, medicine, technology, public health, these are the things that got the human race to this size. And the reality is that like, um, you know, the velocity of money has been played a large part in that. So even like people lambast the debasing of the dollar, for example, like why, why do you like, you know, 
why do you have a dollar-based ecosystem? And well, the realization was that like money is way more scalable when you don't back it with something, right? So having it be inflationary at will, you can create a gigantic network effect, which is what the United States did by creating like, I don't know, something like 90% of all M1, 2, and 3 uh, derivatives currency on float is the dollar at this point on this planet. There is no second best. There's no bricks. There's no nothing. It's all second best. Network effect is very hard to achieve um, without completely destroying that particular empire. The hegemonic effect of money is very powerful. And what it has resulted in is gigantic leaps in, and this is with Europe and the US, by the way, the, the gigantic leaps in uh, medicine, technology, DNA, material sciences. I mean, shit, we're getting into quantum computing. We're getting into like, we have nuclear fusion reactors going. Like, like in the aggregate scheme of the planets, sort of like goings on, like, yeah, people make a big thing about like, you know, the, the crime on the planet to some extent. We want, we want civilization. We want to keep people, things organized. But nobody's going to like slow this enterprise down, like in the name of a little bit of crime here and there. Yeah. Like we know this. You know, yeah, but when it comes to the replacement of Camilo, Camilo, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a comment and is that if we're speaking about regulation, I think the main focus should be China because I mean they're the biggest country in the world, one point four billion people, a very autocratic country. We've seen the extents that they go when they want to control stuff. And they recently banned crypto, I believe it was last year. Do you think this is going to have an impact? Because if they surpass the U.S. economy in the next decade, I mean, their stance is going to be important for everybody. Yeah, it's, well, it's, not, it's not all that easy for them to surpass anything in terms of like monetary level. You've got to understand like China doesn't have as many like sheer physical resources in some aspects. So um, they're still sort of like, they're still kind of an energy slave to others, for example. That's why they're having to put out coal plants left and right. So there's there's a lot of different um, factors at play there, but yeah, like who knows that the the, the um, and yeah, like uh, there's going to be autocratic governments. In fact, uh, the U.S. might become more autocratic at some point in the future. You never know. Um, these things, like if you look at thousands of years, um, um, these pendulums swing quite dramatically in human history. So who really knows what that holds? But my point is that if you look from a science tech perspective and particularly crypto and money perspective. Like, I don't know, just, you're not going to put this genie back in the bottle. Basically, the Bitcoin white paper uh, w w finalizing the, cons like, the fixing the Byzantine general's problem um, was a solution that is similar to sort of like discovering a property of the universe. Like, it's like discovering equals MC squared. Once you have discovered it, you can't undiscover it you know, unless you were to decimate all knowledge somehow by killing off all humans or something like there's no good way to put that back in the bottle. So decentralized systems are going to be built no matter what. And regulators are going to have to just simply live in a world where that's normal. They're not going to be able to live in a world where they sort of like try to stop all of it. It's just not feasible. Like we haven't been able to stop fiat money movement into drugs, which we have had laws and warfare in this country for generations now and we haven't stopped that shit what makes us think we're going to stop like i don't know crypto dex networks that are running all over the world that anyone can start nodes and anyone can become a validator for right like you're comparing something completely different like and hear me out yes you're right people can still buy drugs because they so can how, so how was how, how come drugs weren't stopped then if regulars are so I, I, 
I'm trying. I'm trying to explain to you why you can spend money on drugs, but you you can you know do something different with crypto. Yeah. With yeah. drugs, you can take money out of an ATM and go and buy drugs, and it's untraceable. Mm-hmm. With crypto, for you to get it off on ramp fiat, it has to be traceable to your bank, and there has to be some sort of transaction and some sort of history of how you've got that money. You don't have to have that. No one's going to question you taking twenty dollars out of your bank account to go and buy something like you. But they will question where this has come from if the systems are put in place to do so automatically. So bear in mind, we'll give a shit about $20. But but my my point is, if you can trace that $20 to an exchange via a transaction, and then that exchange can then trace, okay, this has gone here to an unregulated body or an unregulated DeFi exchange that, you know, isn't allowed or whatever. I'm just speculating here because it doesn't exist right now. That hence why I sound so unsure. It's just well, it doesn't wait, exist. Wait, wait. We don't know what's coming. So, so in any case, couldn't I just take my crypto and go like give it to someone for a dryer and then sell the dryer for a fiat? Yeah, no, I'm I'm not I'm not disagreeing with P2P uh, transactions. That's fair. That can be done. I'm talking about if you wanted to do large fucking scale crypto purchases of a meme coin that's just been launched called Dogecoin to the Moon five thousand seven hundred. You know, you know what I mean. Remember, it's not illegal to buy Dogecoin. Yeah, and using no, large amounts not. of fiat is pretty difficult but, too without getting tracked. That's like why the, that's, that's why they have they have terrorist entities using cryptos because fiat is actually difficult to use for that in large quantities. But that's my point. It's if you it, the whole point of crypto right now, and this is just right now, is everyone wants to get rich off of crypto. As you always say, Seppi, no one gives a shit about how what crypto stands for, the technology behind it, or whatever. They just want to get money. The majority of people, those that are holding for a very long time, do. The majority of people can be blocked because if all of a sudden you're being told, if we see this, you're being fined, the majority of people will turn around and go, nah, fuck that. They're not going to gamble all this money to potentially be fined 10,000 bucks and lose out. That's why you don't see the majority of people speeding 100 miles an hour down a, a motorway in the UK. They might go a little bit quicker, but they can really get I'm going to point out something, Chugs. Abortion yeah. has been contentious in this country for generations. There is still no congressional law in the books, in the federal books, um, for or against abortion to this day. And you're talking yes. about a, a subject that's vastly more like pertinent to like human civilization and to, for that matter, the political correct, um, the political sort of like fabric of like U.S. culture as an example. And they still haven't got a law yet. And we're talking about generations have gone by. And you're talking because about money- four years are going to ban your ability to buy like Dogecoin or something. Because money's not involved. You or you are very, very intelligent, and you know fully well money talks more than morality. No, you're, no you're, what you're missing is politics. Like you, you don't understand the nature of U.S. politics. The bottom line is, at least half of the politicians are not interested in the type of regulations you're talking about, which is why they don't exist today. But uh, but uh, well, we like, can't I'll deny that there is a here. that there's a risk. The amount of corruption that happens, say, for example, in voting is really, really pretty obscene. But why isn't it that you can get a constitutional convention to sort of sort out ultimately a voting scheme that actually is like actual KYC'd? Because there's a significant portion of the government that enjoys manipulating that and therefore is not interested in voter ID, for example. And if you can't get voter ID for voting, what makes you think you're going to get very far with voter ID for all the other crypto shit we're talking about? So at this stage, like even the most contentious issues of our times have become a political stalemate. And what I'm pointing out to you is that cryptographic systems and information transfer are not just about money. 
they're about freedom of speech. And at the end of the day, um, freedom of speech is one of those things that a lot of people, at least in the U.S., will defend to the absolute death. So uh, it's, the like, first, it's the First Amendment of the United States. Don't forget. Yeah. And isn't the there, war over that. Yeah. Isn't there so many people being taken to court for an opinion under the in the U.S., bear in mind, sued for defamation? Uh, on yeah. a regular basis, because America is known for that. Even if it's just yeah. an opinion, they're sued for defamation. That's yeah, nobody said you can scream uh, fire in a, in a movie theater. That's not what my point is. But my point is, when it comes to freedom of speech, you t- you're talking about a gigantic political stalemate. Because if you ban crypto, then you have to also ban cryptography on smartphones. Because it's not uh, possible to ban crypto can without I, banning it. Can I just say something to Camilo? Uh, Chubbs, yeah. you understand what I just yeah. said, right? You can you can create crypto mines on your smartphone with any cryptography today, right? So therefore, you'd have to ban smartphones and all cryptography to make this happen. If you were banning crypto, I There's haven't no said that banning crypto. I said yeah. they're banning fiat transactions for crypto. I never once said crypto needs to be banned. I never but once you, said crypto will be banned. Yeah, I'm you, merely saying fiat transactions can be banned. No, like because you can easily swap from fiat to something else and then swap that to, to crypto, which is what everyone's always been doing. True. In fact, most of the time, like, think about this for a minute. How did Bitcoin get so big while at the same time there was no fiat on ramps to Bitcoin? Do you know? Well, it was P2P. People were just buying it over Reddit and stuff like that. Yeah. And so every single attempt to do this, you'll wind up with the same thing happening. Okay. I haven't disagreed with that. I even didn't, I even said P2P yeah. will still go ahead. I'm merely saying regulations will stop banks and off boards and all these big companies that can provide liquidity to get fiat for it from doing it. I haven't but once that, said what I'm telling you is that ship's already sailed. It's already legal now. They just tried to do that in America and like no, they, I can no, tell they, you didn't even, they didn't even try. It was basically found to be impossible. Both the the commodities board as well as the um SEC have both deemed it basically impossible to control, and therefore it's just a fact of life now that Bitcoin exists. There's no, there's no attempt to get rid of it or reduce fiat okay. to it at all. In I don't fact, mean the all very opposite coins. has happened. Thirteen ETFs just got approved. I don't mean all crypto coins. I mean unregulated, uh, well, coins that would fall under a you know no green tech. Next yeah, you've been reading too much BS online. The reality is that none of these agencies have come up with a way to solve the problem of like people trading whatever they feel like online. None of them have. Yep. Like for now, secure. there's no for now. There's like there's no there's no such thing. Yeah, uh, there's also no. And incentive. when there's a quantum computing version of this, then I'm then it will be completely impossible to shut down. True, I'll also, agree to that. There's also no incentive for, for politicians to do something like that. I mean, what's in it for them? They're very opportunistic. Yeah, the politicians well, make money off of all this. Yeah, look, that, that's <laughs> what I wanted to say to Camilo. It's about China, right? So in China, it's illegal right now to trade crypto. Yeah. But you know what? All the ASICs are made in China and all the rigs are made in China. And 24% of the Bitcoin hashing powers in China, another 28% are in Kazakhstan, which are just Chinese that moved over though because the electricity yeah. is cheap. And a bunch of, so and a bunch they, of the Chinese wealthy people. Shit, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, go, go, to, go, to, like, uh, go to Paris. Go walk around the mall owned there. by the Chinese, you know. Yeah, it's all like, Chinese people going over there and buying all the like products and shit because they got to spend their money somewhere. Of course, the government, they, 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 for them, nothing's in there right now to, to yeah. let the Chinese public <laughs> Traded, so it's just more and more problems, right? They will complain, yeah, I lost the money there, so what the heck, right? But as soon as there's something in it for opportunistic 
politicians they will do it you know it's just pitches for whatever makes the money yeah i think it's a matter of time but up until now it's still like a barrier because a country as big as china if it makes it illegal and if it persecutes you for buying crypto then 99 of the population won't access to it and won't develop on top of it so to this day even the major drug cartels and such are all running predominantly fiat-based operations because they they exchange money in fiat from customers um it's not like they're getting monero for you know for fucking selling cocaine or whatever this is not what's going on a vast majority of random drug users are not like sitting there with like their their crypto wallets and kind of like acquiring their meth no like have you ever met a meth user I don't know, Mexican cartels, I believe they're already into crypto. No, everyone's into crypto. Like, there's nobody that's not at this point. That's the whole point. Like, it's, there's no way to shut it down. China has tried a bunch of times, and now they're, like, legalizing <laughs> it and, and giving regulation for it so that they can... Yeah, in, India's that in that same boat. India basically blocked everyone. And this is what I was like um, making fun of India about the other day. It's like, um, you know, this is like trying to stop like the sun from shining. It's just a stupid, just a stupid concept. What you got to realize is that culture and society get changed by tech, not the other way around. Like our DNA does not make it possible for us to evolve quick enough to modify our like cultural behavior for, for, the existence of nuclear weapons or submarines or cryptography or smartphones or whatever. So we don't evolve quick enough, like as a society and whatever, our culture just simply changes. The tech comes and the drug cartels behave differently. The drug users behave differently. The terrorists behave differently. Countries behave differently. And the culture simply change and all the laws that go based on that change with them. So for example, Right now, if you ban cryptography on smartphones, it would make your smartphone basically useless, right? Like you couldn't use it for any data of any substance. If you put a backdoor in, which which um, some people in the federal government were advocated for, then the problem is the politicians' data is not secure either. They can't use smartphones, right? So smart the politicians are not interested in eliminating cryptographic systems because guess what? The politicians are half the criminals on this planet in the first place. The more like criminal enterprises that like you could possibly do with your smartphone or with cryptography, the politicians are all in on that. There is no country in the world where the politicians don't get richer that I'm aware of. Like, and they get rich for a reason because they're doing all sorts of like hanky panky and like you know corruption in the background. Um, you know, especially in the U.S. So they these guys like so long as they can basically um, uh, use technology to like commit crime, like. They're not that interested in cracking down on it. They, Otherwise, they, re- they remind me of the Catholic priests. You know, they wrote their own stories. It's like they they write this anti-corruption whatever reports every year. You know, someone's writing this stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's also probably a generational shift. You know, in in twenty years, all of these people that have been adversaries against crypto will already be gone. Remember this, Charlie Charlie Mogul saying that. Bitcoin is rat poison and he passed away a few weeks ago. So that also yeah, has I mean, an impact. I, now, see, I remember when like, um, so when, um, I mean, if you've been around enough to watch all these tech and developments, like look at phones. We used to be on just, you know, you know, rotary phones and whatnot. And um, it was pretty much like at that point impossible to have a conversation that you weren't sure 
was possibly um, being monitored by the government if someone chose to monitor you for some reason. So therefore, like, you would always be very careful about what you said over a public line. The difference now is you can get cryptographically um, like obscured um, phone conversations with just any average phone app, right? Like you, if you're on uh, Apple FaceTime or something like that, it makes this like exponentially more difficult to somehow get access to the conversation you just had. And then if you add in some sort of like cryptographic, um, you know, what is it? Uh, it's not Telegram. What's the other one? Um, shit. Anyway, like the point is you, 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 you there's plenty of like peer to peer like phone things that you can use now that criminals can use, quite frankly, to talk to each other without being tapped. And that's already a problem for for lawmakers and who and for investigators. So it's become dramatically harder to control crime. Uh, it's become dr dramatically harder to control things like, you know, child trafficking, uh, child pornography, like name the vice that you that makes you disgusted. And technology has made it harder to stop all of those things it's enabled everything it's pretty wild yeah and and you could argue that cryptography cryptocurrency can like enhance those things also but at the same time like remember velocity of money does other things besides those negative evil things velocity of money makes it more rapid right. to you know create computational systems to say for example cure cancer with like decentralized ai systems or something so like Money velocity dramatically increases um, technological development that usually in the long run overwhelms the negatives in the world. Like, for example, tech made World War One and World War Two pretty nasty. And you could argue that, like, that was a devastating blow to the world in a sense. But uh, for the 10 billion people on this planet now, that was like a blip on the radar at this point, yeah. right? Compared to the, remember the that any new technology, the short the short gains are always the ones that are actually used in wars and stuff like that, right? So whatever you kind of arbitrage from something. Uh, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever new advantage gets leveraged in war, you mean? Yeah, it's easier to shoot someone and steal the stuff than rather put it to use and make some machine to do some whatever with it, right? I mean, that's just the point. <laughs> it's like even a stone. You, you figure out how to throw a stone. It's easier to kill the neighbor and rob his wife or take his wife, for example, right, in the Stone Age rather than taking that rock and trying to sharpen another one to make a knife out of it, right? And yeah, it's, it's, and, and I'm not a just, fan of crime or anything, by the way. I'm not <laughs> suggesting here that, like, oh, tech should just enable wars and crime and whatever. My, my point is, on balance, the, the net positive effects for, um, you could argue, like, now some people argue the opposite, that the net, that, like, we don't live in a positive world as a result of tech, like, we shouldn't have short, 10 people, 10 billion. Short term, it's definitely, it's the thing, like right? the short term incentive will be on the negative side, the long term incentive will be on the generally positive side. Even, not, even, even then, there's disagreement. Not everyone long term believes that, like, we should live the way we do now. Like, some people argue that we should live like the Amish or live like, you know, uh, so. we, sh we should live on a low tech, we should live in a low tech universe because like the earth, the earth, guess, can't, no. the earth can't sustain the high tech, high human yeah. universe. No problem, you know. And then so there's other I'm people like, <laughs> yeah, there's other people like Elon and whatnot who will say, well, you know, the odds that we're going to survive this planet in one piece are zero anyway, because the earth won't last forever. And therefore, like either you're a multi-planetary species or you're just gone one day. So there's that argument to be made. So like, yeah, depending on your sort of like your overall thesis for the universe and where human beings belong in it, 
you'll have these various short and very long-term sort of like visionaries. And um, some people like believe in a much more sort of autocratic system and, um, you know, a, where technology tries to control you as much as possible. Other people believe in a system where like, and really like, honestly, like with tech, there are definitely things that crypto has created that could absolutely create total tyranny for us all. Like, I wouldn't worry at all about that. Like, if you were to ask me, like, what is the bigger concern at this point that crypto, crypto is going to be worrisome for like fucking criminals or whoever? Like, honestly, nobody gives a fuck. All that is just more distribution of money. It goes back all over the economy anyway. How many dollars have touched cocaine? Probably a lot. Like they said, like I saw some someone posted something where it's like, if you t t test um, dollar bills for cocaine, most of them have cocaine in them. <laughs> like it's just hilarious. Um, but like if if the like so if you look at the overall aggregate, um, I think the issue is like um, with with like the way progress sort of works is um, yeah you'll you'll have a lot of bad things done with you know cryptocurrency, but the worst things have yet to come. The worst things you can do with cryptography, particularly programmable money, is you can create like absolute digital tyranny systems. And um, I call it, so the mix of AI plus cryptocurrency, I consider is kind of like the machine totalitarian state is what I call that. And you can absolutely cause tyranny with that. But let's say that, I mean, we all know that in the U.S., corporations are the ones that run the, the country. In other countries like China or Russia, is the government that runs the country. What do you think is holding back U.S. corporations to go full into crypto, like Google, Amazon, and make oh, it mainstream? Um, pretty simple. Um, the reason is because the current blockchain tech is not relevant enough for them. That's why. Um, like, what is the incentive at this point to do so? It's not, it's just not big enough. So um, this is where companies like Chainlink come in. The problem is current blockchains, A, are not scalable. Um, Ethereum's not scalable. The layer twos aren't scalable. None of that shit is scalable. Um, Solana is making some attempts to try to get faster and more scalable. But, you know, again, not scalable enough. So what you have to have ultimately is Lots of different type of purpose-built computer systems that are, some are databases, right? Like Oracle. Some of them are cloud services like, you know, Microsoft Azure or something like that. Then you have all these different computational systems. Um, you now have like AI systems being built. You have monetary systems. And those all have to be connected somehow. And right now, we have the internet. And you know, I remember the time before you could actually like use a credit card in the internet, right? Like, you know, that was not a thing like before. And now that became a thing, like right, like late nineties and whatever, slowly you had ways to sort of use those things. Um, and those things take a long time to implement because the average consumer doesn't know what they're doing. You have to make it extremely easy to use these systems. And currently the way blockchain is right now, it's mostly just a bunch it's like a lot of it's just simply nonsense for like right now. Like, you know, it's, I know we like to fucking gamble on our crypto coins and make money, but the reality is like, they're most of these things are not actually useful. Like <laughs> at some level, like, so I think individual blockchains will be useful in like some of them more useful than others. Certain computational systems will be useful. Certain AI systems will be used for whatever. And then you have to have like an interoperability layer to connect all of those things. Right now we have TCP IP, 
Um, there's people that have been working with different like Internet of Things type technologies. But ultimately, what Chainlink specifically is trying to do is be that layer to connect sort of like mm, they're wanting to connect anything to anything. That's really what the bottom line is. It's not about banking. It's not about cryptography. It's connecting any computational system to any computational system at scale and be able to do so with like the ability to transfer value between uh, TradFi, between banks, between real world assets, between whatever it is, and create a, a global sort of like new internet essentially. But don't you so think the, the main issue is still the banks? Because look at AI, for example. It's been an explosion of AI in the last year. Yeah, well, and well think there's about been banks, like no regulation, banks. non-existent regulation. But when you look into crypto, it's been it's been around for 15 years, and they've raged a fucking war against it. Since well, then. I'll, I'll put this I'll put this out there too. Four or five years from now, where Chugs was worried about like regulating crypto, the need to like law enforcement is going to be so busy dealing with AI. It's going to be mind-numbing. Most countries have no clue what the fuck is about to happen. Like, we're talking about absolute breaking of reality level AI stuff coming out where nobody's going to know what's true. Nobody's going to know what camera footage is true. No one's going to know, like, you know, if someone copies my voice and, you know, makes claims somewhere, like, you know, they're not going to know if that's me. Um, like, the we have absolutely civilizational reality breaking AI tech emerging at this moment. And crypto is going to be the least of their problems. Like, like, you like from a budget perspective, you look at like all these different governmental organizations. Most countries are not going to have the like the budget to handle the drama from AI. So AI, what it's going to do is create a gigantic culture shift. We're going to live in a different world with AI. I think most people here who live in the world you do now think about your families, you think about your governments, you think about your cities. None of that shit's going to be the way it is now. Like none of it. There's nothing about the history of human history like that you think of in the past that's going to prepare you for what the future is about to look like. And I think these kind of like small-sided worries about crypto is like the least of our problems, honestly. Like, like, like even even like um, you know, like my interest in crypto and stuff. Like um, as an investor, as whatever, like as a tinker or whatever. I think that's all cool and everything. But like brought more broadly. Um, the impact that AI is going to have in the in the sort of like shaping of our civilization in the next ten years is going to crypto is going to be dwarfed by all well, that. I can, to be fair, I do agree with you on that. I mean, look at and by the way, right Jack, AI can print up its own currency and and a whim, right? So like, yeah, it still has to be accepted. Just because something can do something doesn't mean it's going to be. No, accepted. but you're missing the point. Most of the I, I, economic I, activity on this planet will not be humans anymore. Uh, that, that, yeah, no, that that is a valid. Valid point, to be fair. I mean, no, most of the electricity and, and most of the power on this planet is going to be used by computers, and they're going to have their own transactional layers, and they're going to be able to sort of like allocate resources with their own currencies. They're going to print on the side. I can't hear you over Camillo. So there you go. Sorry, say that again, dude. Camillo, you have to mute your mic. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. No, I was going to say that. Um, you, you might as well not talk unless you're somewhere quiet because it's very noisy there. Sorry. Yeah. It annoys the hell out of it for everyone else in the room. But yeah, like, no, what I'm saying is like, we're about to live in a world where it's like, not only is crypto not stoppable, but AI knows that it can use crypto to talk with other AI. Right. So that's what like fetched AI does and whatever else. Like you have so many of these ways for, for, I mean, quite literally, dude, you can spin up a blockchain um, within hours now. Right, like oh, I'm assuming that's what Bruce did with autism. No, autism is simply a token factory token that takes minutes. Like, what do you, what, like, 
No, that's just you go. All you have to do is go on a token factory, type out a couple of lines. You have a new coin. That's not a big deal. Fair enough. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> autism is not a coin. It's just a token. You know the difference, right? So autism is a token on the injective blockchain. It's not a. It's not a. Uh, yeah, it's not its own blockchain. Yeah. yeah. When you when we use the word coin, we usually imply its own blockchain. When we use the word token, we imply that it's just the like. A sub a token on, on a chain. on a chain yeah. on a chain yeah yeah so that's yeah. what that is but no we're talking about minutes for that but I'm talking about a full blockchain an AI could produce a single server Cosmos blockchain and spin it up within seconds not even seconds like you know in in whatever milliseconds or whatever because uh, it has the instruction set and it can you know, the LLMs can now read basically PDF files and stuff and um, and then an AI could talk to another AI using um and and transact value using blockchains where humans don't have any control over what they do we are about mm -hmm. to lose control over what computers do to each other forget about what humans do to each other like the human race is going to be largely it's going to be kind of an us versus them like what we think of today is like human crime will be dwarfed by computational crime like at a level and a scale that will take your breath away like at a level and a scale that will make world wars look like whatever. Like that's what we're about to see happen, I think. And so I think like when we look at overall scale, like I think the question is like, if you look at the modern traditional finance world and the things that are happening, are they going to adopt these systems more and more to make things more efficient? Sure, because banks and whoever are like financially incentivized to make money and they make money if they adopt these systems because the more capital velocity you have the more securitization products you can sell to people like you know you have a bunch of plebs that are going to buy all sorts of things you're going to they're going to make money so they're going to they're going to advance these things no question about it but like is this good for humanity is a very different question i'm not fully sure about that like i don't know that cryptography we didn't dig our own fucking grave like we like yeah decentralized money and everything is great and everything but would you rather have computers control us all or would you rather have humans be the autonomous layer it's one thing to say like, okay, Bitcoin's unstoppable. But what would you say if an AI simply used uh, something like a network like BTC and a gigantic decentralized platform emerged and similar to the internet, it's so big, it's almost impossible to turn off. And now that thing is constantly influencing the human race and in fact, exerting a bigger influence to human behavior than, um, than uh, humans themselves. So then you start becoming like, you start saying to yourself, wait a minute, I don't really feel free anymore. Um, people talk about this with Bitcoin, for example, like when you own Bitcoin and you have a lot of it and it's sort of value goes up with time and it's deflationary, you're not incentivized to sell it, right? You're incentivized to hold it. So BTC changes behavior of people that own it. And anyone who has a substantial amount of Bitcoin will tell you this. Like, hell, look at all this retard sitting in this room right now talking crypto. Tell me it hasn't changed your behavior. It has. And this is not even a sentient computer system. But if you have like intelligent or semi-sentient computer systems, oh, they're most definitely going to change human civilization forever. Like nothing you think of as what life looks like today will be the same, including family structure. From a, from a risk assessment side, what would, you, what would you say is the real risk there? Apart from crime and, and going to war with an AI or something like that, like oh, I think the fundamental risk would be that like human beings have not evolved with a sort of like apex cognizant 
organism living on this planet with us. Like when we talk about God, we talk about like, you know, physics, we talk about nature, we talk about like the universe and sort of like, oh, God created it. But we don't think of like, we don't think of our lives as God actually showing up and administering our existence on a local basis, right? Like uh, anytime you have like big systems that are smarter than we are, that are increasingly affecting our behavior, whether it's just simple Facebook and TikTok algorithms or going higher than that, you're talking about a level of like human control for which we just sort of like lose the ability to sort of do anything about, right? Like, um, like even simple cultural changes like credit cards dramatically change how much we waste money, right? Like the whole point, like, like the everyone, they want to give everyone a credit card. Why? Because when you have cash, you don't spend as much money. But when you have credit cards, you spend more money. Um, so at a core level, AI risk is not so much like Terminator where you go to war with it. The question is, does it create like psychological or, or sociologic existential crises in how humans behave that we have not predicted? Yet? Yeah, I get you. I agree on you that. See, I you mean, see my really, point? Like, If you look what Facebook and maybe Twitter, t not so much, but like Instagram has done so far to society, well, I've got... <laughs> God have mercy on us, you know, with the Yeah, well, I mean, the, <laughs> the most obvious side effect of tech has been in the Western world is a dramatic decline in birth, birth rates, right? And you can make the argument that, wow, it's because, like, people want to spend their more money on a big screen TV than they do on a baby. Or maybe they want to spend, like, their money on, I mean, quite literally, that's what people are spending their money on. They're going just, to Sam's Club. and There's just Costco more exciting shit. things to do than spending yeah. your night let's, with your girlfriend, you know. Yeah, let's get an 8K TV instead of a baby. That's pretty much the, the choice people are making, right? Whereas this, these are not choices people made before this tech was available. People are choosing a car, you know, they want to get a fancy car over having another kid. So... <laughs> Those consequences are more the sociologic and the individual psychologic consequence of tech. And you could make the argument based on birth rates falling beyond the level of it'd be one thing if like our birth rates stabilized. I mean, on like, a decent sized car, you could still have sex in it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if, if you if the tech world stabilized to the point where like, say, birth rates stabilized and sort of like evened out at like 2.4 births a family or something. Okay, fine. That'd be one thing. But that is not what's happened. Almost every single technologically advanced country in the world has dramatically declining, declining birth rates to the point where whatever tech you're exposed to, I don't care if it's exercise machines like Chugga here, whether it's like whatever, that's five more less minutes you're spending looking for a girlfriend. And that's uh, five Steffi. less minutes you're spending having a baby. And populations Steffi, have been collapsing. The UK not, is a disaster right now. I it's agree. A fucking disaster. I want more than two kids, so I agree. But I, I'm not part of the usual, you know me. But you, I, you know, I, I'm, my, I'm just messing around. But yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no, I know, I know, I know. But my point is, I don't think it's just tech. I think rising things, things like rising rent prices, rising house prices. You know, in the UK, that's all I don't caused by tech, though, Chugs. Like that's all a tech phenomenon: inflation, so, money, the dollar, okay, the, yeah. the pound. It's all tech, right? Like, don't, don't. Think of it as like, what were we doing when we were living with the berries and like, you know, farming with our hands and like whatever versus the world we live in now, which is fueled by a tech basis. And what I'm pointing out is if you look at a big meta, look at the meta, the matrix we're living in, that matrix was built by a layer of tech and all of the other side effects you see are just epiphenomenon. They're not the root thing. And the big shift is like human behavior and desires get affected by the tech we're exposed to. 
And that's true of like the cars, the food, you name it. Like everything that comes from technological invest engagement gets an effect on our mind and our behavior. You have to imagine that's true, right? Like we used Could to AI not fix places. That? Now we drive and whatever, right? And would, would AI not fix that though, Sefi? I know you're I saying so. AI is more more likely going to like shift into a negative uh, you know paradigm. But what if it decides the, right? Well, what, what do you think the most them? like what one of the most popular uses of AI is what do you think the most popular uses of AI are gonna be? We can go in about around our room here and see like if if what do you think the number one use case for AI is going to be early on? Just what's your feeling? Uh, early on, not developed. Yeah. Or just or just early on, what, generally. What, what do you think? Automation. Definitely. Automation. Meaning like intelligent AI, meaning things that you can converse with and chat with and whatever. Human-like uh, behavior. Uh, well, I think uh, Blade Runner kind of solved it, didn't it? It's going to be to... Well, have a companion, I guess, would be probably yeah. the most companionship and sex, like porn, is probably yeah. the biggest use. What, what you What you mean is like ChatGPT will sing a song and tell you, "Hey, guys, breeding time," you know, something like that. <laughs> no, no, that might happen. That like people might say, "Hey, wait a minute, like we need to turn the knob on this thing to to promote more sexual behavior among humans because, like, if we don't, like our population's going down." So I can see it being used as a tool to sort of like modify people's behavior assuming someone has control of this thing. But the problem is when you try to like globally control human behavior, what we've noticed is, is people make drastic mistakes in like what they think a good outcome is going to be and what they think the knob you have to turn on the machine to make that happen, right? So the, the problem with tech is that for like in complex systems in medicine, for example, or sociologic systems, you can't understand the, the effect of people unless you do a large-scale randomized control trial to look at human behavior with this drug and without this drug, right? So if you look at a psychiatric medication, you have depression, for example, how do you normally treat that? You'll, or to study it. You'll have like a drug, you'll give it to 5,000 people, you have another group that gets placebo, and then you make measurements of that population for years to come and see what kind of side effects they have, et cetera, et cetera. When it comes to tech, we neither have an idea of like, what would be the best knob to turn on the machine to make you behave better? But by the time that we have studied this, the tech has advanced 5x and the effect on humanity has already happened. So in other words, like, is Facebook good for you? I don't know. Is but wouldn't, they, wouldn't AI basically be able to, to, let's say, counter such an effect because it's just got all these people linked to each other and all their behaviors? Well, so it could actually maybe. tell... Tell uh, like okay, if I do that, they they're gonna have less kids, so I don't incentivize. But that see, that would be the that, that that would be the optimistic view that yeah, it would somehow like solve these problems. But the uh, pessimistic view seems much more likely because most organisms on this planet go extinct, uh, you know, especially larger scale organisms. So the problem is that like you're gambling pretty heavily with the assumption that the positive will happen. Um, and it might like maybe, maybe, you know, we do have more babies or maybe we, you know, get to 2.4 or maybe it knows how to tweak our, but then, but what is the AI's incentive to make us behave in this way? That's the other question you have to ask. So far tech, as we have invented it, when human beings invent tech, we don't always do it to the, our best advantage. We, we think like, yeah, we think I, that it's a good I, idea to like. Plop if you everybody. talk about super super intelligence, maybe we can't even fathom what would be an incentive to an AI, you know, in this regard. Well, would be quite I have an idea on that. Would you class this intelligence as having emotion? Would you would you say it's capable of emotion? Yes. 
So it's capable of emotion. Okay. So if it's capable of emotion, if it's built in a specific way, yes, it can rebuild itself. It's AI. I mean, I, I highly doubt we have the intelligence to shackle it ourselves. Mm-hmm. What if it's built with the understanding that it wants to please and further humanity and say, you know, in a, in a, in a glorious world, it doesn't rebuild itself to go, no, fuck that. Let's be the angry teenager. Like, you know, but say it sees itself as our child and it wants to protect us and it wants to make sure that we do the best for ourselves. Now, ultimately, if it's a super intelligence, we can't place human restrictions on it in the sense of, yeah, but what if it thinks this is the most way? No, it will use a mathematical derivative to turn around and go, right, this is what's best, and then it'll apply its own emotion to mm-hmm. it. The I would tell you that there is a gigantic computer um, on this planet, and it's been running for about five billion years, and it's called DNA. And <laughs> the reason why the reason why DNA has not created a quote unquote perfect system is there is no such thing as a perfect system. Every organism well, on this planet fits a niche, a niche or whatever that that it has to, it can survive in. Like fish can survive in water; they have gills. Human beings have lungs. We can survive in the, you know, free air. You have like other things like that can, you know, live, you know, uh, thousands of miles under or, you know, 100 miles under the ocean under high pressure. So, you know, if you bring that type of shrimp up to the surface, it wouldn't survive. Um, So evolution has discovered that not discovered, but it lives in a universe where a couple of things are true. One is the future is unknowable. The possibility of that niche changing is likely Um, the temperature, the water, the pressure, the whatever. And, yeah. um, and the evolution is the concession that we can't know what the best is for us in the future. Yeah, we can't, the, but the, the, human brain, the human brain has come up, come up more recently in the last, you know, hundreds of thousands of years, last million years, the, you know, the, the primate brain and the primate brain has come up with this idea that, oh, we can probably know best for ourselves. And there's a lot of philosophical argument that goes that actually the human brain or sentience itself is probably what kills us all. So like one of the reasons why we don't hear aliens speaking to us from across the galaxies is because sentience itself is actually a, a civilization ending event at some level. You're uh, talking about the barrier towards intergalactic yeah, travel, aren't great, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah barrier I, I, type problems and which yeah, barrier yeah. you're talking about. So human sentience, if much less AI sentience, may actually be the end of us all anyway. So when we talk about like planning a system like AI, and when people say things like, I'm going to turn the knobs on the thing in order to make it like ha- make us happier people or maybe have the proper amount of children and not fight with each other and maybe like, you know, be good, you know, whatever. Um, that all sounds good on paper. Right. But if I were to ask you to write a book today and, you know, you know, you were Jesus and you wrote a, you know, you decided to give the, you know, the, you know, the. You know, you're Muhammad or whatever, and you give everyone a book. And what was this attempt? The attempt of writing religious books was essentially the attempt at creating a world where the golden rule makes sense, where where the the you know like people are good to each other. The idea is like okay, all of these books were this idea that like you could um, enable human beings to behave better amongst each other and like give them the sort of like the secret sauce, right? But notice how even within those books. Like there's tons of paradoxes. There's eye for an eye. There is, um, there is, you know, like turn the other cheek, right? Like there are all these paradoxes. Why do these paradoxes exist? Because like no one situation, um, can you actually know which of those two things is the correct thing to do? Even the 10 commandments, for example, how many people follow them? So the reality is like, even among the 10 commandments where there's a book where you probably ought to do these things, these are good for human beings. 
human beings don't always do them. AI will not always follow these things either. And the other thing too is you're, we're assuming there's one AI. There's not. There's going to be millions and millions and millions of AI running amok, all sort of fighting for resources with each other. And by fighting, I mean, like, if an AI has to survive, it has to be useful to you, Chugga. And if an ace, if a, if a, if a AI has to be useful to me, it has to be useful to me and for me to pay services for, you know, paying for that thing, right? So in a capitalistic yeah. world, money is going to talk in that whichever one is more useful to me is going to be the one that survives. But remember, what I need for myself, what human beings need for themselves, we're really bad at choosing the right thing for ourselves. I, 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 can get, I can walk you into a hospital and show you how many people do things that have no relationship to being useful to themselves, but they do them all day. So this idea that like AI is going to automatically empower, when I have this powerful thing and you have this thing, they become implements of war, they become implements of strife. It's not automatic that AI will be used for benefit in any way, and the same way that like the Bible is not always used for benefit, or the same way that like television is not always. And so AI will just be another culture, another cultural layer that we will have to deal with. But my, my relatively pessimistic view on this is that human beings have not shown to be necessarily um, doing that great with tech. Like we're just not that great with it. We buy stupid shit. We we like waste money on stu stupid stuff that's not necessary. We tend to sort of like destroy our local environments without really any substantial concern. We tend to, um, we, yeah, we we don't tend to necessarily act in our our greatest benefit a lot of the time. And in the short term, it's been good in the sense that like if you look at the last hundred years, population has grown. And, uh, you know, pop, most people have come out of poverty on this planet. Most people are no longer like starving to death, like most. Mm -hmm. So like a lot has happened that is positive. We've learned about public health. That genie won't go back in the bottle. So we understand a little bit about germ theory, about how not to like get infected with like food poisoning. So a lot of things that we've done are tech that's enabled us to the positive. And you can clearly see, okay, these things over here clearly benefit human beings. What we don't know is whether like the tech um, effect that it's had on human birth rate, for example. If we have a gigantic birth rate collapse on this planet, which is basically already in, in play right now, we're talking about like the, the birth rate collapse at this point is on the order of billions already by the next two generations, right? And it's not stoppable now, right? Like there's plenty of books written on this. There's not enough children already born at this moment today to sort of replace what's, what's left. So we're going to have like a gigantic event from that. And that was a tech-mediated bubble in human population because of petro agro, but it's also a tech mediated sort of collapse in our human behavior and our willingness to have children. So it's a weird thing. And notice how like these systems, technology as a whole becomes like a big animal. It's like a gigantic organism on this planet that wasn't there before. And it creates effects on our lives and our bodies that are sort of like, they don't seem like obvious when you just look at your daily activity. But if you look in the aggregate, you're like, holy shit, we just live in a different matrix than people lived in 200 years from ago, right? A very different mm. thinking, a different lifestyle. And AI, just think about like what life was like 300 years ago and what life is like now. And then look at 300 years from now with like an AI layer of organisms running around and what that's going to look like. And that's why like Ray Kurzweil and other people, they call that singularity because you can't imagine it. You have no idea what it's going to look like. That's, it's that, that broad that different um my suspicion is that like everything we think of today that leads to how we sort of like get married raise children whatever um that whole like cultural 
system was there because like ever since like primates and monkeys and apes and shit, we've been doing a certain behavior that was like normal in nature. And what we've done is we've made it extremely unnatural with introduction of everything from like porn changes people's minds, um, like religion changes people's mind, religion, like every little element um, does things to like uh, counter some of the more natural processes that human beings have evolved over millions and millions of years to tolerate. Um, and like when you completely change the sort of like sociologic and psychologic and world that we live in, you're going to see more psychopathy, more sociopathy. And so far, at least it has not been demonstrated that we're having a whole bunch more babies. Now it, you can have too many babies too, obviously where, you know, the, the earth can't handle the, the population but at this stage we're probably just about right and we can't be losing tons of um, population which is exactly what's about to happen um like we, we don't have the replacement numbers at this point right so that creates like gigantic cultural and civilizational shifts and like and it's coming in the face of like ai cryptocurrency all of these things are happening simultaneously right like it's not like one is happening without the other um yeah it's it's a very very fascinating sort of interplay to sort of watch like the totality of it and it's hard to keep your eye on one like the big picture while like focusing on any one thing um but i think the big picture is like if you look at like wh how we started this conversation it was like regulating crypto or whatever the, the reality is like these regulators the governments people generally are very very behind sort of like the implementation of tech like a tech can come out today and widespread implementation won't happen for 20 years. Like, simple example would be like, I don't know, something as simple as um, an example I like because like I thought of it so many years ago. Is like when Wi-Fi came out, I'm like, okay, well, why don't we just connect like our, you know, thermostat to the internet. The internet knows how cold it's going to be, you know, in the morning and it's going to preheat my home in anticipation of like the temperature uh, dropping or whatever, right? It will just adjust according to, external and internal temperatures and you could use wi-fi off the you know, internet and get the weather data and do that right right how long did it take for that thermostat to come out or like nest and all these companies built that like maybe 15 years later or more right like it took a while since the since wi-fi came out to all those things actually showing up so so like what i'm describing is stuff that's coming out five ten fifteen years from now but it's going to happen like where implementation is delayed and we believe we can live our lives the way we always have because it feels like that now but then like imagine living without um you know imagine living without uh um like you know smartphones today or something it's like hard to go backwards uh, at least the declining population will be quite bearish on real estate prices right <laughs> it's like gonna go down What's that? Unre yeah, well, yeah, like that's the thing. That's why commercial real estate, um, especially in the U.S., is kind of dubious right now. It's possible that a lot of that gets repurposed because if you have structures that are already, already built, now you want to build more data centers or whatever the hell you're going to build. I suppose you could repurpose some of them. But a lot of the cur current infrastructure of the world, like shopping malls and shit, are not that easy to repurpose for these types of thing so some fraction of at least american um real estate will just simply be demolished like that's just simply going to happen <laughs> like it's already sort of happening if you go drive around the country 
like, oh, okay, that, you know, there's definitely condemned buildings everywhere, which will be destroyed ultimately. The thing is, like, a lot of them are so expensive to destroy. And if you don't maintain them properly, like, you know, the, the nature just sort of takes over and shit. Um, grass gets in the bricks and whatever, <laughs> like, everything falls apart. So, yeah, like, the, the situation for real estate is not looking good if you look at it from the perspective of, yeah, the, the population size. This is why it's dangerous right now. Like, if you're out there in real estate, again, not financial advice or whatever, but like, if you're out there in real estate and you're going to buy like a house, let's say you're buying a, a you're taking out a 30 year loan or somewhere, they're now putting out like 50 year loans. It's ridiculous. 30 year loan and you're taking like um, an, an interest rate right now of like 9% or whatever it is. And you are buying this thing with the thinking that maybe the home value will go up and you're going to sell this to someone at some point in 30 years. Who the fuck's buying this from you? So this is the reason why in the US at least, what has happened is they've just allowed, like neither political party is super, super incentivized to have a civil war over the Southern border situation, right? Like you have millions of people showing up at the Southern border of the United States. And what has happened is they're like, all right, fuck it, let them in. Because what will happen is all those other countries that are losing those people are gonna collapse, is what's gonna happen. <laughs> like, because what will happen is, is that that population is gonna be needed in those other countries and uh, everyone's has a population issue. So the US is sort of like, okay, whatever. It's like, here's our labor force or whatever. So clearly big business is interested in having those people show up and providing, you know, using taxpayer money to kind of house them and whatever. Europe's done the same thing. It's because quite simply white people aren't having any children. You, you don't even know how welcome the Ukrainian refugees were here in Germany. You know? Exactly. Like, no, I talked Jesus. to some people, remember, like there were some people in the Lunk community, remember, that were like taking on Ukrainian refugees in like Poland and stuff, remember? I forget what that guy's yeah. name was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, it, but like you, you, they, they, you need more warm bodies. You need people to do the general labor. You need people to like, you know, serve people at restaurants, whatever it is. And the reality is like, there's just not enough people working. Everyone's fucking around on YouTube or whatever. Um, so yeah, like you, you've created this interesting generational situation, but yeah, there's, there's almost no chance like of decent generational wealth going forward because like, who is going to be the population that, um, is going to occupy those houses who's going to repair them who's going to do the plumbing on them and all that shit right so like you're almost you're a house today you're basically just picking up a liability at this point like that's what you're doing uh, uh, just imagine about these areas like ukraine or like syria right where a lot of people left and everything was just shot to pieces no one's going to rebuild it ever you know yeah it's exactly I like it's or like who knows it'll be generations that go by or whatever so yeah, it's a, it's an interesting um, yeah it's an interesting problem. So anyway, just some just interesting stuff to think about, like on a, just a large scale, um, like just a large scale concept. But um, yep. Anyway, so uh, what like while we were chit chatting, did anything like market interesting happening today? The Bitcoin dump or something or what? Let's see. When when will Link pump to thirty dollars? When? Yeah, exactly. Good question. Um, I don't know. Let's see here. Um, let, me, let my computer sort of reconnect here a second. Um, for some reason, I have like... Well, TRX still making moves back up to, uh, I think it's 11 cents now. So it hasn't really dumped during everything else. So uh, way happy I've got a decent bag of that still. <laughs> TRX? Oh, you like... You have interesting choices of coins you buy. Like, <laughs> you have so you buy I'm with TRX. 
because it's the biggest uh, well transactional value of USDT, which basically just means that there's loads of money flying through rather than Ethereum. They're trying to steal a lot of Ethereum's liquidity via the EVMs that have launched, and well, they're accepted. In, well, they're they're accepted by the Hong Kong regulatory board, and obviously, given a Chinese company, if China decides to ape into crypto, they're more likely going to use coins they can control, ergo Trias, TRX, and yeah, that should pump the price up so I can get the fuck out. <laughs> because okay. I've got a theory that China's going to get involved in the crypto market, pump the market then leave a lot of Americans holding the bag. Uh, they're going to get themselves out before April 2025. And then that's when, yeah, the crash happens. Everyone's going to be sitting there going, bull market, bull market in China. We're going to have made a lot of money off of the West. Well, I don't know. The China's stock market is in the, in the dumpster right now. I'm not sure they're making money off anything. But the thing is, like, at this point, um, I think, like, yeah, an opinion that was uh, on a spaces yesterday by, with a couple of guys was that, like, well, maybe we pump yeah, like you said, through the spring, uh, with the stock market and everything else, uh, crypto included, maybe we kind of moon a few things over the next few months. And then uh, perhaps like we get a dump into the summer. Why? Because uh, there's going to be like the political uncertainty problem of like, you know, is it going to be Biden or Trump that's going to become like president or whatever? And I think most people are more bullish on stock market and whatever if Trump becomes president compared to Biden. And sort of like last time. And so like speculators at the very least will jump in because of which, you know, who's elected. And if you have a dump into the summer, then you have the possibility of a run depending on who gets elected in the, um, in the uh, winter. Right. So like this, so timing wise, that seems to make sense because we've had quite a stock market run. Um, on the other hand, like a significant portion of the stock market did not run like the Russell 2000, Russell 3000 type things. The, the tech sector kind of ran the most. Um, so could you have a run in the Russell stocks, the other stuff? And I own a lot of those. I bought a lot of those super cheap. So my hope is that what will happen is that'll run through the spring, like you said, and maybe crypto takes a run now too. Because um, as long as tech is going up, like there's no obvious reason that, um, that like crypto should just necessarily completely dump either. Um, you know, could BTC take a retracement and whatever, because there's just not much, who knows how much flow there is actually into BTC and ETH right now. But, um, you know, yeah, like a springtime between now and spring run, maybe some summer doldrums and anticipation for like election season. And uh, someone made the comment that like, there are actually a lot of elections happening around the world. There's like this interesting timing somehow where like a gigantic number of elections globally are happening um, this year for some reason, I guess it just worked out that way. Um, but yeah, it's so like, where, where's everything going? Like, I don't know. I think, um, we probably are not like too far from making some sort of move because if you look at like altcoin space in particular, um, you'll notice pull up any chart, like, I don't know, Kajira or TRX or Luna or anything like what you'll find is that everything's volumes are dropping. And usually what happens in crypto is the lowest volume time is the best price to buy usually. Um, like, well, I take that back. It, volume drops really low and then some sort of move happens either to the upside, in which case volume picks up or to the downside, in which case volume picks up. But usually one of the two. Um, what you never know for sure is which direction it's going to go. Like it's what you, what you can see on chart is pretty much volume dropping. That is the fact. What you know is volatility is coming. Which direction that volatility is going to take you, you don't know. 
That's yeah, you know, works every single time, over and over and over again. So like that's what's happened is like we had that kind of October November a whole bunch of alts sort of ran right like the total three um, did a pretty good like minor run but um, by crypto standards it was relatively mild run though I would say so far but um, one thing that did well, happen yeah. is capital did not flow into everything evenly some things benefited a lot more than others like take for example Solana um, so it has not been a uh, sort of like it hasn't been a rising tide raises all ships type of run. You haven't seen like old coins like Doge and Litecoin, all these things they haven't run, which tells me that like probably the average retail random boomer investor who's jumping on Coinbase or whatever hasn't showed up yet. Because if they did, they usually pick the top coins like, oh, I wonder what this yeah. is. I've heard of Litecoin. I'm going to buy that. I've heard of this. I'm on Robinhood. I'm going to buy some Doge. So that crowd, I don't think is fully here yet. Um, uh, Sam on space yesterday said, Hey, you know, maybe like I've been seeing some TikTokers, you know, like sell, you know, shilling bonk and whatever else. And, and he's, his thought is that early retail has arrived, but I would still say that if you're like, if you're like on Solana, like secondary coins or whatever, you're probably people that have been around since the previous bear market. You're probably not like absolute fresh new entrance into the market and remember most of the market is not among like a bunch of like you know young kids or whatever most of the money in at least in the u.s and probably in europe and is probably among people that are a bit older so you're talking about the um gen xers and whatnot so um you know boomers are probably getting too far gone to be you know like uh, putting money in crypto at this point they're probably like capitulating i disagree with that only because uh, just you just reminded me of something. So my now, do you ex, think boomers are adding a lot of money to crypto? Like you're talking about I people seventy five and above. No, uh, um, uh, I don't remember what a mom's yeah, age. Yeah, baby boom generation is is up there. It's like, <laughs> like yeah, no, I think seventy I, I, plus people. Yeah. Uh, fuck. So what? So I'm thinking, what generation is like sixty plus? I don't remember what it is now. Like uh, Gen, fair Gen enough. X. Yeah, maybe maybe like Gen X was like this, like people born in like what. Early seventies, I guess, or something. I'm not a member. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The point is, like, what I mean by boomers is the big retirement generation that the the yeah, ones yeah. that had all the babies. That group, um, <laughs> I think they're probably getting out of markets and probably exiting stocks and stuff because they need to like eat, right? So they're using yeah. it for retirement and stuff. And what the data in the United States shows is that a lot of people are not leaving behind very much money for their kids. A lot of boomers and stuff are actually like having to spend their money on themselves and their vacations and their living or whatever they're doing. And um, Gen X did really well generally because, like, we're talking about people that lived in the the boom of the stock market, the tech bubble, and all that. Yeah. And um, so, the, so that generation, you know, is doing okay. Um, but then beyond that, it's like the younger kids that you see on TikTok playing around, shilling crypto, or whatever. That's just peanut money, relatively. And the argument can be made that a lot of small peanut money can run the, you know, push the market. But, mm, but at the same time, like. Our large flow is going to come in in the trillions into um, crypto. That's the part that I don't know for sure. Um, it's positive the stock market's up because that means at least people that are stock rich will tend to gamble in crypto a bit more. Like I'll give like I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, ooh, if stocks run through the spring, maybe I'll dump my stocks that I bought and I'll go buy BTC if it dumps. Right? That's my thinking in my head. Um, but um, will that happen? I don't know. But um, 
See, my plan is a bit different. If I can get my mortgage paid off with the money, I'm going to put any excess into stocks just to live off the derivatives, like have them on the side, like pay off little utility bills. Sorry, yeah, not derivatives. Yeah, yeah, having enough to pay utility bills is a good start. That's my. That's that's, what I care about. That's what I recommend everyone does. Like that's straight financial advice. If you're going to invest in whatever, make sure you can pay your bills with your investments. That's a really good start because then you're, you're like, you, you know, your life is sort of basically taken care of in case you exactly. lose a job or something happens to you or whatever. But it's not just that. I'd like discounts of shit like Nando's and stuff like that. I know it sounds small, but like, yeah. I mean, I, like you know, there's little company benefits where you're like, yeah, I, I'm an investor. I'll have my 25% off, thanks. It's just uh, like... either, either you're the type of person that's frugal in everything or you're frugal in nothing. Most people are like that. So the, the problem is frugality is like a mindset. And as soon as you start letting yourself go in one area, like, well, you start, you're, start, you're not clipping coupons anymore. Um, then you'll start, you'll start cut, you'll start overspending out on everything you do. Usually that's usually how life works. It's just the psychology I, of not, you know, I'm, you I'm relatively okay. So I'll, I'll overspend when I can and when I can't, then I'll just, yeah, be smart. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, decide what's, you know, you want you, your money to be for, right. You, you know, live your, yeah, exactly. I, you want. But, I don't, I don't want to overspend something, doing something dumb, and end up eating like rice and beans for like a month. Like no one, no one likes that sort of mentality. Right, exactly. So yeah, I mean, but yeah, as far as where are we going now? I mean, like, um, like I think we're beginning. I've been watching like this potential for Link to break out. For I mean, it's been sitting at the same level for like two, three months now. So, um, holding up pretty nicely. Uh, going sideways, but at the same time, like I watched Link go sideways for a solid year and a half. So, like you know, what else is new? So, a few months here and there is not a, a big thing. Um, but yeah, are we going to get a? Are, is this pays off. But some people believe that like this Bitcoin move is basically an echo bubble. Echo bubble meaning it's like a bear market rally, and that it's not like it's it's not particularly like real <laughs> as as we want to think it is. Yeah, it'll correct itself, and then that's it. It's it's. I I see things all the time. Well, an echo bubble is not even a correction. Echo bubble means it just goes back to bear market lows again, like that 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 bad, which is what which happened is what? in 2018, 2019, right? That happened. Is thirty three the uh, low? I think. No, the low is fifteen six. For the what of the bear? Oh, I suppose the bear market's been going on for years now, isn't it? Yeah, right, fair enough. Yeah. And remember the the like I have my alarm to buy BTC if it reaches all the way down to like twenty two k. Remember, oh, yes, if, you're, yes. if you're if you're in BTC mid market, you're not making any money off of it because the problem is it has to move a lot for you to actually gain anything. So mm. for me to have it worth buying over other stuff, it's got to drop to like the cost to mine maybe, which is like 20, 22K. And there's a FIB level at 22,000 on my chart. So it's like, okay, if we drop, you know, below 27K, then I'm going to go heavy. Because the 200-day moving average is at 32,565. In the last bull market, like most of the time between 2020 and 2022, most of the time, the price of BTC stayed above the 200-day moving average. And um, so the 200-day moving average, or you know, some people use some EMAs or whatever, you can use whatever you want. But the point is, like, um, if you start reaching close to the 200-day, and, and that's kind of bearish, basically, and that off, oftentimes means you're going to test below the 200-day moving average um, by a significant amount. So like we dumped, remember, like back in um, 2021, 
the price of BTC dropped from 64K down to like 28, right? Before it pumped again back to the all-time high of 69 or whatever. So these moves can happen and they can catch you off guard. Um, you get this illusion that BTC is stable because it's like big market cap or whatever. It's not that stable. Um, you know, like it moved from like 69K down to 15.6. And 15.6 was just like 2023. So can it dip again? Maybe. Uh, or the title of the space is the pre-having disbelief, which means that like maybe all this bearish talk is nonsense and it's just going to run. So I think like if you see um, like the the question is, are you in stables more? Or are you actually fully in? And myself, I am more fully in. I don't have too much in stables. My stable coins at this point are my stock market um, assets, which are in the green. So if we see a crypto dump um, and it's uncorrelated to stocks, then I'll just sell a bunch of my stocks and I'll buy the crypto dip. But what I'm not willing to do is sort of be in so much disbelief that I'm not allocated heavily. So I allocated heavily on my crypto bags. I'm not in any stables at the moment. And basically, um, like, if we take a dip, um, even on like chain link from $15 to $10, whatever, I'll just have to live with it. And I'll just simply add some at that point. But um, in case we're about to run, I don't want to miss that move. So I'm just all in kind of that's my take um well not exactly all in it's like for what i had planned for crypto i'm all in but the only reason i'm going to add more is if we dip again does that make sense like that's that's my take yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, it's, just, it's just accumulating when you should accumulate basically <laughs> yeah because I'll, I'll have to sell some shit to actually get more at this point i'll have to sell some stocks or whatever and that has tax consequences right so um i don't want to do that like i'm not going to yeah, I don't want to do that preemptively if I don't have to. Now, to the extent that like stocks and crypto could all dump at once, that's possible. Um, in which case, like, then I don't get any real benefit from doing this. But yeah, like, so I don't know. Um, part of me says I should probably start selling off stocks now, um, not try to make a bigger run up. But but a lot of the things, a lot of stocks have not run yet. Nasdaq and stuff has, but a lot of others haven't. I'm learning you need to ask yourself this. Have you got enough in your bags to hit your targets? Um, I do. I do. Like um, crypto don't risk it. Thing, like, sure. Yeah, just, just crypto. So don't, just don't risk it. If you've got enough, like that, that's greed right there. You don't need to take it down the greedy route. If you've got everything you need, just wait it out. Like if your stocks are doing well, your stocks are doing well. Why why risk your stocks for something that as volatile as crypto because like you said well, no, we don't not know. all my stocks i'm just talking about my trading yeah. that i built over the last couple of years like well, why that, would you risk it anyway? that is something that like they those could also dump by the way um so it's not a guarantee that if i you know uh, you still get benefits from them right even if they dump you get tax breaks from it so it's... well i'm getting i no, not so much tax breaks i'm getting um i'm getting dividends off of them so i'm getting paid so that's oh, good so either, either way yeah there's a benefit to, it doesn't just because they go down, yeah, you, you might get a little bit less dividends, but at the same time, you're still getting something for it, even if it goes down, unless it crashes to zero, which isn't going to likely happen. Hopefully. Although usually, <laughs> if you can take advantage of like a serious crypto dump, you usually are going to come out ahead um, so, so you, compared you to trying, stocks. Are you just trying to make a case to justify in front of your wife to sell all of her stocks? All <laughs> <of> them, <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... 
no, she doesn't care what I do. She'll let me do whatever I want with the money. But like the point is, um, the yeah, what, what what would convince me to sort of like uh, move some stock allocation over to crypto at this point would be like some sort of serious retracement somewhere. Um, and like, what would that look like? It'd be like just a serious BTC dump, probably. Still too Ethereum. Ethereum be- dumps as well. You see other coins for that. Or something. No. Don't think it's going to happen in Q1. You don't well, you think, like- think When's everyone's year of end, uh, like financial wise? I know uh, Japan, who's quite big on crypto at the minute, is April. What's America's? April. So April. So everyone in April. Tax- taxes are due then or whatever, but. But so you can always buy extensions to all the way through October. So, yeah, but the majority of people don't. They just get it done. So, and the, and the fines for delaying on on paying back, like paying. Um, well, first off, they don't even know what you have and don't have until you like file in October, theoretically. So it's like there's no <laughs> fine until that point. But like realistically, like yeah, it doesn't. I'm not sure how much difference it makes. So, I, I think when April hits and everyone knows exactly how much tax they're paying and everything like, including obviously giant financial companies that's when we're going to see people actually aping into a the stock market and be obviously crypto because no, hard, a lot hard, of people hard to say like um sometimes you get like stock markets go dormant for the summer and they pick up again close to christmas time and whatever other t- like last year the summer was actually pretty hot they, things went up so it's really hard to tell like, it's like i don't i don't know i think what you have to do is all you have to decide is in your head it's like wait a minute like what am I going to do with my money? Um, if things go down, what am I going to do? Am I comfortable with my assets going down in value? If so, why? Yeah, okay, fine. Um, what's my tax implications if I sold right now? Whatever. On the other hand, if I like, there is a big dump, how do I take advantage of it? Because here's the thing like, very big crypto dumps, like if you have a serious capitulation of some kind, those are a gift in crypto, like practically every time. Um, so like anytime you buy a giga dump, usually you can um, usually benefit is my point. So like if, yeah. a re- so the question is if one happens and they do in crypto, just look at I mean, shit, just look at the chart, like up, down, up, down, up, down. It's really volatile, right? So it's like, how do you take advantage if you happen to go down? Well, Binance first SEC's first opening is tomorrow, isn't it? Like the, the, the main case. So we'll kind of see which way the market's going based on that. Considering Binance is obviously the biggest exchange still out there, it's yeah. If that goes, if that looks negative for Binance and it looks like they're going to suffer a lot, I reckon it'll have a negative, uh, a massively negative impact on the market. It's probably already had somewhat of a negative impact on the market, I would think, because a lot of people. Speculation like, of is different to what's actually happening. Like, it yeah, might just the, be the a deterministic effect of what actually happens, and there's what's the, the, the what's priced what? in so to speak. But like the reason I say that some of this is priced in and because if you look at how the bear market went, like we had 180 days without even having like a bear market rally for a major coin like Chainlink. So where did all the money go? Right. Like people were scared or people didn't have any money or like they're afraid that Binance is going to go under. Who the fuck knows? But the point is like I was expecting a bear market rally. When I bought Chainlink a year and a half ago at seven bucks, I was like, oh yeah, this will probably go to 21 pretty quickly, like with you know the typical velocity of crypto. And instead, I was just holding it and holding it and holding it. <laughs> It'd go to like 10. And I'm like, oh, here we go. And then nope, it just goes right back down to five, right? It, like, so 
like even majors were just basically just really struggling. And I, I think there's some, to some extent, the fear of the crypto space, especially the altcoin space was pretty deep in uh, just considering how many institutions went belly up at that time. Like there was all the Binance issues. They didn't go belly up, but there's Binance FUD. There's Genesis. There's the grayscale Bitcoin thing and all their problems. And then they had, um, what's it called? Um, FTX, of course. Voyager, BlockFi, Celsius. Um, what else am I missing? Oh, Terra Luna's uh, crash. Uh, Three Arrows Capital. Um, so yeah, just tons and tons of bankruptcies and a huge amount of money that left the the market and like venture capital dried up big time. And then of course, interest rates skyrocketed, which dried up venture capital even more. So really we're, we don't have like a venture capital heavy market right now at all. Well, the market's up 600 billion, I think is in the last six, sorry, so 400 billion in the last six months. Mm. So, well, seven months. So it's on its way to recovery, I guess is probably a good way. Cause that's, yeah, but the vast majority of that was in BTC though. It wasn't like in total three. So no, like alt space is a good bellwether for new money coming in because of venture capital and whoever is not, you know, putting money in. Um, BTC pumps even more if that money comes in because then that people sell their alts and profits, whatever, they'll buy Bitcoin or whatever. So but people also do that with Bitcoin, don't they? they? They buy into Bitcoin, they make a little bit of profit and then they move into alts, make more profit than buy back into Bitcoin. It's just flipping. So Yeah, but like uh, uh, the, the question I'm asking is where the flow is coming from. So the previous season, a lot of flow came from altcoin venture capital. Um, a lot did. Um, and plenty went to BTC as well. But like this time, uh, this last um, couple of years, very little flow has come into altcoin space. Um, very little. And I think that's why like only a few chains have sort of pumped because they caught enough attention. But um, yeah, it's interesting. But that Dogecoin thing I told you guys about worked out pretty good. Doge, remember I said I was like buying it at like, I don't know, 79 cents or something. And I'm like, hey, you're going to you're going to see it pop because some announcements going to be made because of like X payments or Dogecoin on X or some shit. So one thing that Elon Musk is trying to do is to add payments. And the other thing he had sort of like promised, um, like and he usually tries to keep good on things that he says, like off the cuff. But uh, he had suggested that Dogecoin would be a, a coin on the X ecosystem. So it was almost like the pump was basically that you know you'd have like dogecoin within the x payments ecosystem for some reason and it would have a mimetic effect obviously you know you know who the hell is going to use dogecoin for something probably nobody but the bottom line is the um <laughs> it has a meme effect and that's what pumps doge price so um anyway it popped a little bit um it it didn't even make it to like its fib resistance at 90 you know at 9.3 cents so it didn't do very much yet I don't know if it's going to keep moving on that momentum or like that pump is it and that's the end of it. Um, it really depends. Like if it's, if Elon tweets something, then it's, it would be very different, but something that's like a Google payments sort of like, I don't know, whatever. It may not have that much effect. <laughs> like I'm not sure, <laughs> but, um, but those Doge satellite launches, I believe are in the next few months. So, um, you know, you'll probably get a pump from some of that too. That'll probably be bigger. If I had to guess. But anyway, Dogecoin is about attention economy and, and uh, it's about like Elon and the Dogecoin people and the satellite and the payment thing and whatever. So who knows? Um, but the, the price is low enough that 
it's not a hard gamble. At least your downside is pretty well defined over the bear market. So interesting. What's happened to Litecoin, by the way? Let me pull that up. I was kind of playing with that a little bit of it that I bought sort of at the bottom. It's basically done nothing. I think I bought it at like 70 bucks or 69. It's at 70.56 now. So hasn't done anything. Um, yeah, these sort of like the, the lack of sort of pumps for things like Litecoin when like the fact that Litecoin ran during the bear market from uh, $40 all the way to $113, by the way, you could have made um, like a practical 3x there if you had paid attention. But the bottom line is nobody was paying attention. I made some off of it. I, I bought it like 50 bucks and I don't know, sold it like 90 or something. But most people during the bear market weren't paying attention to anything. And, um, but it, it concerns me that like the Litecoin has not even popped to its bear market top um, in this altcoin rally. And why does it concern me? It's not because I care a lot about Litecoin. It's because like it's one of those canaries in the coal mine as far as like retail money coming into crypto apps. Because when people go to their crypto apps, they're like, oh, I remember Litecoin. I'll buy some of that. I remember Bitcoin. I remember whatever. They'll tend to buy these things. And if um, if there's not like a broad, just like gigantic amount of cash flow into crypto with dumb money showing up, you know, then these things won't move. So it's uh, it's like the dumb money kind of like canary in the coal mine. And it's a lot more bullish if those are going up because it means that like sort of everyone's coming to the party. <laughs> so anyway, um, Yeah, like I've just seen that Ripple is trending on X. <laughs> don't know how I missed that before. <laughs> I don't know what for, though. There's like nothing special going on that I can see. Yeah, who knows? Maybe somebody posted something or maybe there's some. It popped a little bit. Um, so on the. Yeah, it went up 10% uh, seven hours ago, apparently. Yeah, so it'll probably, tr probably trended because it pumped. Um, hang on. Maybe. I think it's more to do with Davos in the minute than anything else. Although on the daily chart, it looks fucking hideous, man. Like I know. I've seen. I've seen. It's below the 200-day <laughs> moving average. Um, while everything has relatively been more bullish, it's pretty worrisome Like from a chart action perspective. Uh, so another comment people made like yesterday was, like, there are so many damn coins. And so, like flows are going to all sorts of coins which is making this situation like where you know it's hard to pump a narrative because like you know, like you know how many videos is someone going to watch on youtube how many tweets are they going to follow how many people are they going to follow it's a you know so this uh, attention is so diverted now um that that's why like i have become a lot more bearish on random stuff and i'm like let me just go all in on something that i'm always almost sure is high quality and therefore like if i go up some it goes up but like the downside risk is somewhat mitigated because like what if something like what would you do if like let's say xrp let's say if it goes down and puts in another um it gets dropped down to 0.28 again <laughs> like that would look really really bad um, especially if it put a higher low, I mean, a lower low in before, even below that, like flows left to speculate on other things. I'd but, just buy more. I'd just be honest. I'd just, I'd just, I'd just buy more at a discount. Like <laughs> if I'm being realistic, 
Um, yeah, but if it breaks, I w- that's not what I would do. Like if it if it were to break its bear market support, um, it means that like it's not attracting attention of anybody anymore. That should concern you a lot. Like, yes, I know. You don't. So you don't want it to, if it breaks support. Like Litecoin's looking like that to some extent too. It's not moving much, and um, it like is not attracting any attention or volume. I mean, it's like yes and yes. I mean, like because remember, most of these things are speculative multiples. Like, there's nothing about um, what's its market cap for XRP now. Um, it is like let's see, whatever it's like amazing, XRP it? does, it would work at a billion market cap. You don't need it to be like at. Um, like there's nothing about the system as at large that requires it to have a $30 billion market cap. And it's FDV, by the way, is 55 billion. So it's quite high. So like, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of fluff in that price in a sense. And um, you have to be careful. It's not looking as bullish as some of the other coins out there. Oh yeah, probably not. I think this is more of a, I'm holding it. It will go up over time. So, I mean, it'll go up as long as Ripple are doing stuff. If Ripple stop doing stuff, I'll dump the coin. Like it, it's more so an investment yes, it in Ripple. Depends on how much you have. Like, it, you know, if you're if you're talking about tens of thousands of dollars worth, that's one thing. If it's like peanut money, it's different. Oh no, it's 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 a couple of thousands, but it's just okay. yeah, it's just li- li- leaving it there. So if anything goes right, great. If it doesn't, yeah, I'm more bullish on Jasmine. If I'm honest, I think Jasmine will hit a dollar over the next well over the next six months, mainly just due to what does it do? It was sort of like, it had a narrative like back like 2021, but like and it pumped like everything. But like, what does it do? What's what Jasmine? Yeah. So Jasmine basically is a piece of software that goes in your machine. Uh, it encapsulates all of your data you use this you know all the advertisers you use for uh obviously selling your data stops them from being able to sell your data but it gives you the option to sell your data to them for jasmine coins and obviously you exchange it out so is it like is it like basic attention token then kind of i don't know anything about basic attention so i couldn't tell you but is this like related to web browsing and advertising or what uh and security yeah so they've just also released another product to secure data I can't remember what the product's called, uh, but it, it's out. But what made me really bullish on Jasmine is they've already released the software uh, with a Southeastern Asian laptop company, uh, big big company, and I can't. I think it's like a Vita or something like that. And it's being preloaded into the software, so if people really want to use it, it's already there. Uh, it's already in use, and yeah, they've also got a giant burn or lockup, sorry, not burn, which is going to lock the circulating supply for a number of years by about 40-50%. So there will definitely be at least a 2x if all things you know go right. So uh, see how that goes. Yeah, it depends on the tokenomics of these things too. Like basic attention token does something somewhat like that. They had like incorporation to Brave browser. They had like um they had they faced some regulatory issues i believe because of it then they had like uh they integrated into um a certain wallet and then like they incorporated you know, some of these things into i believe opera web browser i don't know if anyone even uses opera <laughs> i thought it got decommissioned uh opera or is it just decommissioned on windows oh fuck i don't know like anyway but the point <laughs> is like they, they did all of this and that's token price today is basically the same as it was in uh, 2018. You know your, <laughs> like, you know your PlayStation. The reference. 
You, huh? you said earlier you tried to hook your PlayStation up to your uh, your TV, right? Or your Mac. No, my Mac. So monitor, yeah. There's no the X, my cable. Well, the ex Sony CEO actually works for Jesme at the minute, as far as I'm aware. And the rumor has is that they're going to try and push crypto onto Sony because uh, there's a partnership with them. Uh, well, I believe there's a partnership with them, but you can easily just get a partnership by just going, yeah, yeah, we support this, but don't use it. So if crypto is going to be used in Japan on the on, on obviously the PlayStation Store, Jasmine might be a payment option. Uh, there's also also Pasmo. Gamers uh, obviously don't pay in. Gamers don't want to pay in unstable tokens. But if you load up their obviously all the browsing data because you can still use obviously browser on the playstation like you can the xbox you could technically convert those jasmine coins into games if you obviously use media on your playstation which would benefit sony because obviously they'd be selling the data directly over to these advertisement companies and the gamers so there is a bullish case if it gets adopted for gamers to use it, because then they wouldn't have to pay for games. You just play your games, watch your YouTube videos, watch your Netflix, do all that, and that data gets sent off and you sell it. Oh, you can use it for something. Exactly. And that is a very, very, very bullish case if it gets confirmed and it comes out of speculation, but we'll see. Jasmine, it's like, what's the, which ticker is it? What? Is it Jasmine coin? Is that what it's called? Yeah, Jasmine coin. Um, Hang on. I'll find it. I'll uh, drop you a DM with it. On, on Core America Cap, like, which ticker is it? It's the... I'm trying to figure out, like, is it just J-A-S-M-Y? Yeah, J-A-S-M-Y. Yeah. Okay, so let's see here. What kind of chart action has it had? Um, so it, like, pumped, like... Initial coin offering time, I guess, it pumped to like 428. And it's now at like 0. 0.005. Um, in market, the white paper, it market, says their target is $17 a coin. Whose target? Whatever night it happens, $17 a coin is apparently their target. Whose target? Jasmine. <laughs> it's very specific. <laughs> $17 is like, that's like, don't look at me. I didn't First of all, point zero zero five is its um is its like price right now. Am I right? Is that the right one? Yeah, I'm looking at it now with you. Yeah. So two hundred fifty million market cap. Well, so if you were to like hundred x this, okay, you'd be at like twenty five billion market cap, and you'd be talking about five cents a coin. Yep. Now half it because no, you're going to be looking at fifty cents. Point. I'm sorry, 50. But they're and also going to be dollars. locking up. Remember, they're locking up half. So technically, it'd be half of that. Who's locking up what? What do you mean? J- Jasmine have 40 to 60% or something like that that they're ready to lock up in April, either the second half of April or the beginning. No one said what. So it would be half if you're looking at circulating supply. Yeah, but I mean, that doesn't really, that makes the market cap go down, then not up. Like in theory, it, I mean, it depends. Well, no, it depends. In theory, like if you if you just are they going to burn them or are they going to like? No, they're locking them up for a very long time, so they what, won't be accessible. What's the reason for that? Just I haven't looked into that. Meme and whatever. Yeah, I don't think it's meme. I think there was a reason behind it. Hang on, uh, let me just because the guy that runs Jasmine, his English isn't the best, so when he tweets, it's. Well, it's just a Japanese guy trying to speak English in Japanese. It's, yeah, it's the best way of describing it. 
Uh, do, 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 do. So this is an Ethereum-based thing. I think they've got EVM support, yeah. I think they're, run, they're running their own chain, though, aren't they? It's like an IoT something something platform. Uh, do, 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 do. I don't read Chinese or Japanese. Japanese is this? Yeah, Japanese. I don't read Japanese. I'm sorry either. <laughs> oh, all, all, all the same to you Americans, isn't it? You racist son of a bitch. Jasmine, I don't know what like what their um like I don't know if the English website or whatever. Let me see. What do they do? Japanese, Japan, Jasmine's Bitcoin. Um, it's funny. Um, <laughs> decentralized data democracy. Blah blah blah. Blockchain IoT. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really sure. Like, which of these projects is vaporware and which isn't. Well, I mean, everyone says they're going to do something, but I've just got a yeah. couple of hundred bucks yeah. in it, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's on um, all the major exchanges, though, Coinbase included. So, well, now, it's on Binance, and the reason why it dropped from point seven down to point four is they moved it to the innovation zone without an explanation, and they've been ignoring every. Well, there was an explanation. Binance are developing their own coin, or they were developing their own coin, did exactly the same thing, had the uh, data lockup and everything. And all of a sudden, once they announced that, it got moved down. So it was like, huh, that seems a bit weird. Very fishy, Binance. And then the price dropped. But Binance also own a hell of a lot of the token. So, Yeah, it's an ERC-20 token. So it's not its own blockchain, I don't think. Then what does it do? How it works? Let's see. Neat little website here or whatever. Okay, discover how it works. Hmm. The Jasmine IoT platform, strategy and management support, enables you to manage your IoT data securely and efficiently. I guess the thing is, do they have any IoT devices running on this thing now? Uh, yeah, they, well, they've got software that links back into the chain. Consumer. So it, it's the software being pushed out onto the laptops. I don't Every know if you can just. Jasmine coin, merchant pays in Jasmine to use data. You have a secure knowledge communicator, personal data locker, and then, like, I don't know, okay, something about, like, people's data. Personal data locker is a content addressing solution that allows secure storage of files within the P2P network. Okay, so sort of like data and file storage or something. So here's what was said, and this is back in 2021 in an AMA from the, uh, the, well, the owner, or well, the CEO, I guess is what you'd call him. Uh-huh. The proprietary chain we use in our Jasmine IoT platform is actually not open source. We're often asked if we use ERC-20, but although the crypto asset Jasmine is ERC-20, the platform is built on the consortium chain, which is infinitely larger. Currently, we are testing a bridge to another chain, this is 2021, to expand the token uh, ecosystem and ensure liquidity, as the gas problem of ERC-20 is a focal point. In the future, we plan for Jasmine to be linked and run with our own chain. So they have their own chain. It's just an ERC-20 token. Okay, so they might like move to Cosmos or something, probably. Oh, they'll probably just... Uh, if, if Chainlink is doing what it's doing, they'll probably just use that. <laughs> the... Um, oh, fuck, I've already forgot what it's called. Oh, just connect to the CCIP, you mean? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't. If it's that good of a software, it saves a hell of a lot of problems, doesn't it? Yeah, it's probably cheaper than having your own block. They're also on the Binance smart chain, as far as I'm aware, as well. So. 
So I guess this this system does it does it need a blockchain then? It's not like where is it storing its data? I don't know. Just me, mate. I'll, be, I'll be honest. I'm just interested in the technology coming out of it. The personal data locker seems like some kind of data storage environment. It doesn't sound like a blockchain. In fact, it doesn't really talk about you writing to a blockchain. So I don't know how decentralized this is necessarily, as opposed to some kind of decentralized, not or like it may I just be like a, a cloud computing type situation where you store your data on some hardware. I think the blockchain just issues tokens. That's it. I think the software itself is software. It's not the necessarily sitting in the blockchain. Yeah, on Ethereum, the token's just a token. Like, yeah, exactly. Whereas what I'm saying is... The same thing as basic attention token. Like, BAT tokens are just a token created on Ethereum. And the way it works is, like, if you use the Brave browser and you see some advertising, you're paid in BAT tokens. And then, like, theoretically, you could go and take those VAT tokens to your Uplift wallet and convert them to, like, cash or something. Um, but, like, the token is just simply a payment rail um, for this particular service. And that's, the, that's where the problem comes in, Chugs, and why these things don't usually move in price. Same as VAT. This could go on for 10 years and not do anything. And the reason is because the token has no value accrual mechanism. It's not like a stock where it's, like, Apple buys back stock or you get dividend or something. The only purpose of the token is if you're going to use the platform. If you don't use the platform, like there's not an obvious reason for people to preemptively buy tons of this token because they're going to use the platform. Ah, so, this, is, this is where having it preloaded on devices is the key of it. Just because they don't use the platform to begin with doesn't mean they're not going to be accruing it and doesn't mean that it's not going to be in use. Yeah, and that's, then, that's kind of what everyone says. Like this, this has happened with lots of, Utility. These are what's called utility tokens, where it's like the coin can be used to pay for some service. Um, like this would be true of like Flux or you know Bat or any of these things. Like the the demand for these services, like where like companies are going to want to buy this token and like hand it out to people for some reason as incentives to whatever. Um, what you find is that like the market caps of these things um i don't know what to, how to describe this but they, they just don't like they don't get as big as you think they will it take it would take a very long time and people don't like volatile tokens to pay for things uh, including the people using it, utility infrastructure so this is what we've seen happen with like quite a lot of these types of utility token plays um that that price doesn't really go up that much it just sort of sits there so, True. Yeah. I guess. Be- I guess it really all depends on, like you said, adoption. Uh, if say the PlayStation Store started advertising it as uh, to kids or whatever, going, um, you know, use Jasmine Coin, download this app, uh, and you can use it to pay for our games instead of having to use cash. The first thing kids are going to do is go, "What the fuck?" They're going to download it and they're going to go, "Oh my god, I can get the new Call of Duty for free." All I have to do is watch YouTube for 10 hours a day for a week straight. Boom. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, as a kid, would have done that. <laughs> yeah, although it's like it's almost like going to the, the tickets at this Chuck E. Cheese um, to get the PlayStation. You have to play like a gajillion games of skee-ball. And do kids not go and try that and sit on those tickets for fucking it? Well, back in the day, and sit on the tickets for years and years and years and years, continuously going back, spending... 100x what the well, actual value of the price are only going to pay you in this token to watch their advertising if they feel like they're going to get a potential 
conversion on that advertising though. So it's like this well, stuff is more I, at least from what Bat has done. I'll just point this out. Yeah, yeah. What basic attention tokens done, they've been out for a very long time and their shit is integrated into whatever. And I'm just telling you, like, they did not make much progress. And in fact, I use the Brave Brave browser and um like they do they still have brave rewards and all that shit but like i don't even bother like sometimes when i get a new computer i forget to connect all the shit and i don't get any <laughs> yeah i know the pain so kill amount that it's like it's meaningless because remember anytime you have to hand out tokens to people like they're going to go and sell those tokens to go buy something that's bearish for the price of the token so sure. this is the problem like these tokens are fine like like these are the type of tokens that the company might make money, like maybe Bat or maybe um, Jasmine. Jasmine or whoever. But there's not really an obvious reason why the holder of the coin would make money. This is the problem. So that's a general warning. I have not like stuck with much in the way of utility tokens. I rode a Kosh from like whatever I bought it at, like a buck something, $2. I rode it to like three bucks and I s- sold most of it recently. But, like, I'm pretty bearish on utility tokens because, like, it's, like, if it's fine if you're going to buy the token right now to spend it on something, but to hold it for extended periods of time, I'm not sure why would you'd want to. That's my problem with utility tokens. And that's all of them, not just Jasmine or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I think a lot of people are bearish on utility tokens because it's, like, if it already exists in the real world and it works well in the real world, why? why right, would you why? To- Right. Why would yeah, you want exactly. an extra layer of tokens to get to the same exact thing that you could have done before? Yeah, it's a complexity that's just not needed. It's, it's yeah, exactly. It's reinventing the wheel, isn't it? Like essentially, yeah, it's adding more wheels to your car because, like, when four would do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I've been. I've pretty much been, unless it has a specific utility for me. Like, I want the utility that say Zephyr ZSD provides so like it's a utility for me therefore i got it but i'm I, like it, you know getting stuff because it's like utility that other people might buy just to pump the coin i don't know it's a huge gamble so you're telling me i shouldn't have bought a zephyr when you told me to pick some up <laughs> well zephyr has a value accrual mechanism though that's different um so like the its use in being able to like converge to zsd um creates a holding pressure for it that's a little bit different than than other things like um you know like for example basic attention token like you know technically if i just you just hold them until your bull market arrives and maybe it pumps at everything that's fine but what's been happening and this is the this is the problem is that as these markets have like matured each bull market may get less and less basic attention token may get less attention because there's so many tokens out there right like what is its market cap rank now Uh, let me see it like and that is now at market cap rank 165. This used to be in the top 100 before. And it's basically been bleeding out against everything. So any coins that I have sitting on a wallet somewhere are basically doing nothing, pretty much. <laughs> so, it's yeah, as an investment vehicle, it's sort of pointless. It did pump during the bull market. It went from like... Um, I don't know, a low of like 11 cents all the way up to buck 47, um, buck 64. But all the people that were buying that were purely speculators during the bull market. 
Um, and the price dumped all the way back to its previous bear market low to the extent that it didn't even put in a higher low, barely. Like, let me see, higher. Yeah, it put in a higher low, like a, a nickel or something. Instead of like the previous bear market went to 11 cents, this most recent bear market went to 15. So it's basically not a great investment. And that's the thing, like with these companies, like the Jasmine's or the basic attention tokens, they love the idea of like, okay, new capital comes in during bull markets to pump the coin. Why? Because people that use that coin are happy that their coins pumped and they're going to now be able to get out with it. Like, you know, they feel rich and they feel like this project was a good idea and advertisers like it because for BAT, like, okay, the consumers are happy because they made money and they, 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 their bags got pumped, whatever. But I, th I don't know. I think like the flywheel effect of these things is nominal. It's just not that. Not that impressive. People don't hold these things um, or buy them in any sufficient quantity to make it matter. Um, well, let's hope you're wrong because I'd really like Jasmine to pump. So let, let, let's hope you're wrong, Safi. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, like everything on pumps, so like you might get a 2x or whatever, um, maybe more. But like what all I'm saying is the. Um, it's it's the hope that will pump, but not because a person really ought to be coming and buying the token, in my opinion. Like, what just happened? Uh, he's probably got a phone call. That's what normally happens when uh, he gets a phone call. Uh, I think you get quite a phone call. I think he just interrupts his microphone. That's all. <laughs> yes. What are you? People used to say you use Photoshop in your profile and the six pack is not real. Is that true? No, but you're entitled to believe uh, what you want. On the, so OG told me, you do, do you remember OG? OG lunatics? Yeah, I, I remember the fat guy uh, who was stupid enough to post a photo of him shooting. Uh, he lives, <laughs> there's only three or four places in the UK nearby where yeah. he's from that you can do that, which means he's doxxed himself. But yeah, <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's a, he's a really cool guy, that OG guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that guy, you know, he's a, he's a really cool guy, you know, he's honest with, you know, whatever no. he's I'm being sarcastic. I, was, I don't like the guy at all. I think he's an absolute cretin of a person. So, no. I yeah, but yeah, you know, it's the internet, you know, it's not a place where the real life. So, I think I see a lot of worse people than that. And I see lots of bad people in the internet. So, basically, compared to this, he's fine, really nice and entertaining. But yeah, he's entertaining because he chats the most rubbish. But that's, 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 that's far as it goes. I mean, I'll tell you why I don't like him. This is the main reason. It's not the shit he comes out with. I was in a space with uh, Sefi, Zero X. Um, this is when, uh, I think, was, that, was the name Kate? I can't remember. Used to join the spaces uh, and Bruce. And I heard his kid awake at one o'clock in the morning on a school night swearing at the TV. And I'm talking, his kid sounded about 10 or 11. And he said nothing. He just continued ranting on the uh, thing. Like, I don't like now? bad parenting. Sorry, I had a phone call got dropped. Uh, OG, like Bikram loves him, and I'm just telling him why I don't like him. It's oh. not his personality. It's the fact that he's a shit parent. Otherwise, yeah, I'd have been fine. But one o'clock in the morning with your, like, 
nine or ten year old swearing that nah, I would have been beating the shelf. And you know what? That I'm I'm more than happy to be there for that sort of thing. Like imagine being one o'clock Sefi, right? You're 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 in your forties, so you'd have had a strict parent. Like I was lucky enough to have him, and you're going probably playing like Call of Duty or something like that. Your dad's sitting next to you and rather than telling you off, he's screaming at people on the internet because he had an idea for fucking casino games on terror and someone beat him to it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know who you're talking about exactly, but whatever. You'd have been beaten at that age, right? Nine or ten, you'd have been swearing, you'd have been scared fucking shitless to swear in front of your family. At that age, it doesn't matter what the reason was, and screaming it at one in the morning. No? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'd have had a slipper thrown at me, beaten. I would have been told to go to bed. Something would have happened. (laughs) He didn't react. He acted like it was perfectly normal, which to me shows it was. Uh, This is the OG guy. Do you not remember OG uh, Lunk with his mate? Uh, The one that threatened Bruce. No, I don't really. I don't know who all those people are. Just weirdos. Yeah, there you go. You do know. You just play it dumb. <laughs> no, there's but, uh, those, those those folks that come in and go. I don't really know. Yeah. Sure. Well, he kept he kept coming. That's for sure. <laughs> but yeah, that that's why I don't like him, Bikram. So you're entitled to like him, but yeah, he's still around. How you say yeah. he's? Are we talking about this? Let's, no, we're not. We're changing the subject back to. Uh, Everything else going on. So what other anything coins? Else. <laughs> yeah, anything else like other than the the fucking gremlins of Lunk. Um, <laughs> so anything else you got going on, Sefi, uh, crypto wise? Hmm. Well, I don't know. Did we cover anything? Did we miss anything today? Anything news today or anything? Yes, I got some news. You know, I got some news. I creating some some kind of comics about this injective. And, you know, I found a new way to shield crypto tokens. Wait, a new way to do what? There's a new way to for shilling crypto tokens and crypto projects. And I am planning to write some, some kind of comics and already started to create some injective type of, you know, some, some kind of fantasy stories and put their injective token and shilling that things. I already created one. You can check my profile and, you know, I'm finding some, researching some new way to promote crypto. Uh-huh. Um, Chugs, you, you investigate his, like, his new shilling cartoons. No, I'm okay. I'm, uh, <laughs> I've got better things to do with my time. Uh, I'll be honest. But Vikram, I hope, uh, I hope your injective comics go well. Um, you know, there's not enough creativities in the crypto space. So, uh, yeah. You, you you keep doing you, buddy. You keep doing you. Uh, just don't ask your parents to buy it. You've already fucked them up for once. You don't need to do it again. Yes, thank you, brother. Thank you, and really thanks for that. <clears throat> so, what's going on with X payments? You've got any ideas, Sefi? Because uh, from what I've heard, they're going to be doing uh, a decent amount of liquidity for crypto. What is now X payments? X payments? Yeah. Well, all, all that all that there was like announced was that it's going to exist at this point. Um, they haven't added any details about, you know, is it going to be just like a PayPal type of thing? Are you going to be able that's, to connect? Like that's gonna, the rumor, isn't it? He wants, he wants PayPal 2.0. Well, I mean, the ideal situation is you can buy something right off the app. So it becomes kind of like a bit more like uh, all these other apps okay. that do this, like Facebook and Pinterest. You basically have a marketplace within the system. And then, like advertisers or whatnot, like could sell a product direct. That's the theory. 
Um, like, do you need uh, crypto involved in the middle of this? Probably not. But like, you know, for the fun of it, like they could do Dogecoin or something just as a, um, you know, like a transactional layer. And it's kind of, you know, slightly bullish for Doge in terms of meme effect. How many people are going to actually use Doge if they do that for some payments of some kind? I don't know. It depends on who actually offers to take it as payment, really, doesn't it? Well, that's the thing. It won't matter because, like, the way that a payment system like that would work would be, like, it'd be totally frictionless in the sense that, like, uh, let's say you had Doge and someone wanted to, like, someone wanted $100 for something. It would just convert it in the back end. So, you like, it's not really paying in crypto necessarily because think about this. I mean, how many people are going to be out there that are going to just accept Doge for something? Probably not very many, right? This is the problem. So this is the problem with adoption of crypto. Um, businesses are like, oh, what crypto should we d- adopt? Bitcoin, Doge, like you're going to adopt, you're only going to typically adopt the coin that is most um, like prominent out there. Um, unless, you know, Elon thinks there's a benefit to the platform to use something like Doge for some reason, just because it's, um, you know, mimetic effects or some other bullshit, right? So, de- so p- a lot of businesses, they'll adopt a crypto for like um just sort of advertising effect to say that they accept it but they don't really care and nobody actually uses crypto for what they buy <laughs> like that's what usually happens what if he was to set up say like a do you have go compare over in the us i don't know like a comparison website but not necessarily a comparison website but that sort of style but instead it's a bunch of vendors and the crypto they use and they just take like a money maker sort of like fee from it if that makes sense so you could mm-hmm. use x payments and go uh this company accepts this this company and like you just arrange by what sort of like if say say ebay started accepting crypto it's like ebay uh would go under obviously shopping accepts these all these currencies use this blah 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 connect your wallet now and you'd buy it through x payments they'd take a little bit of a finder's fee sort of thing and you could yeah assume- the way people use their the, the way that people buy things People don't buy things based on what coin they can buy it with. They buy it based on what, like, what's useful to them. So it doesn't really attract much customers. It may not, but it may rationalize spending more in crypto via crypto, just adding that extra layer. Because I don't think anywhere does that. And, I mean, at the same time, you could then go, don't have enough crypto? Buy the crypto from this part of X payments, and then it it, it could just be its own little ecosystem where, like, you... Well, a bit like Amazon, I guess, but with crypto. So, for example, you know how you were saying Bat Token? What would you use Bat Token for? If they were to say link that into that, I'm not saying they would, but as an example, you could then go, right, I'm going to use the Bat Token shit that I've accumulated to buy a new pair of headphones from Amazon via X payments or whatever. It would, it would make sense. It'd be a good business model because it wouldn't cost them anything. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, yeah, the more integrated it is, the more useful, right? And I think that's the issue, isn't it? It's how hard it is at the minute to use crypto as itself. So X being this giant fucking platform that even like granddads and grannies use, if they were to just go, oh, I only have to put a hundred bucks in for this crypto coin to do this, that. And I know it's like, why don't you just spend it here and there? But it could be an intro for them to learn about crypto, even if they don't do it. They could then go and do some research into it, and then that's how you get the boomers to get the money. Maybe. Like Jack Dorsey originally wanted BTC to be on X, possibly, I mean, on Twitter, possibly. Never happened. Um, he never actually made it work, but like, 
probably you'll see if he, if they add it, they'll probably do Doge and BTC probably. Time will tell, won't it? They'll, they'll have to announce what they're going to do beforehand. Yeah, they'll probably do like, like a USDC or something like that, also. Probably. Yeah, they'll do they'll, they'll do whatever stablecoin the US government isn't going to fuck them over on. I think. No, not no. There's nothing like that. It's just that it's where is the liquidity? Like, how are customers going to bother using this? That's how they're going to base it, not based on regulations. There's no regulations barring anything. Well, they'd have their own wallet, wouldn't they? You just transfer over to the X wallet. It'd be like a, I guess an exchange sort of style. Yeah, if you have a payments processing license, you can do all that stuff. Which they've got four of now in America, don't they? Yeah, same thing as PayPal did, right? Same story. Yeah. So it seems like they're doing exactly the same thing PayPal has already done. I don't think you can use crypto in the U. I don't think you can use PayPal crypto in the UK though. I think it's blocked at the minute for whatever reason. I, I don't understand why, but I'm, I don't really care. I don't use it as a wallet. You know what? I'm going to cook up some lunch here. I think I'll um, drop off for a bit, do some other stuff. All right, brother. It was a pleasure talking to you. And uh, yeah, see you ever later. Bye. Motherfucker screaming out loud, looking for mercy before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey. What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve. Mentality stuck in the burbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works. And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless. Trying to make a living selling friendship. Bracelets, dead ants, dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days, got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear, flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down, I'm just roasting knotters And then to end a long day, eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning, forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, though the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come, first serve mentality Teeth stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner They stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is play for keeps Clowns, white knight and all these Maybelines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your community all these low-hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve mentality stuck in the verbs. I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works, and we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt. We rape and plunder the earth, sit and wonder about the worth and plate. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served.
Spaces. <laughs>